When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I gotta go subscribe to Sam right now. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, so this is Matt here from Silver Fork. I was about to start talking, and then uh, Yankee Stack. And anyways, this is a special uh, live stream we're doing tonight. Um, I know I, I, I titled this, uh, you know, uh, Silver and Gold, looking into you know what's ahead for Silver and Gold in 2019, and that's certainly something we'll be talking about today. But this is going to be uh, different from what we're usually doing as far as uh, live streams going. Uh, today I'm doing a Patreon live stream with uh, some of my patrons. Well, any of my patrons, I've kind of sent the invitation out there. Um, so far we have four, and we might have a fifth maybe join at some point today. Um, so uh, kind of the, the layout for this is, is we will be talking about, you know, the, the topic of this video, what's ahead for silver and gold in 2019. Got a couple other great uh, questions, a couple other topics uh, that I want to go over today. But um, the, the layout for this is basically, I want them to get their voice, their thoughts, their opinions out there uh, as much as possible. Um, you, you guys know that I can talk for for a very long period of time at once with without taking a breath sometimes. Um, and I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about you guys. I want you guys to to share some of your thoughts on all these different things. So um, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of you. Actually, the four of you, I think, I don't know if there's anybody else that I'm missing. The four of you, uh, this is something that you guys are aware of, but my viewers are not. Um, they actually went out and did something really nice for me this this past uh, Christmas. Uh, a while ago, one of them, and maybe it was uh, uh, Brian here, and I'll introduce him here in a second to, to all my viewers that are, are listening. But uh, one of them said, uh, they um, could, could I get some email addresses from all your other Patreons? I'm like, sure, like whatever. And, and it totally slipped my mind. And then like randomly, uh, yes, what was that, yesterday? The day before? Yesterday, I think. I randomly get a message like, hey, so-and-so called uh, one of the people in this chat whose name I, I happen to know I won't say out loud. Um, and it was wondering if the package derived yet. And I was like, what? Like, what? Like, what is going on here? And then, like, I asked, and I told my wife about it. And she's like, oh, I almost forgot about that. There was this big, long thing, like, a month ago. And he'd contacted, like, my father-in-law to get, like, all this information. And, like, basically, long story short, these guys went out and bought me a Christmas gift, which is which is awesome because like I, they're, they're already Patreon subscribers and everything. I like, just going above and beyond. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a picture for it for you guys, but what it is, it was a, a two ounce uh, uh, round from the uh, Silver Shield Mint, Chris Dwayne's Silver Shield Mint. Um, and they could have done a better job uh, in selecting uh, the, the piece. It was the uh, Peace on Earth uh, round um, with depiction, I think, of the star and then the, um, uh, I think, the, the manger or whatever. Uh, in which, you know, uh, basically the birth of, of Jesus. And, and that's, you know, uh, uh, of all of the designs that Chris does, and he has some pretty good ones, and there's some that I, you guys probably know I probably wouldn't have gone for. Um, that one, you, you couldn't have, have done a better job. So thank you guys for that. Thank you guys for, for all the support. Um, you know, before you came on, on Dave, uh, uh, I, was, I was telling these guys that just how fondly I, I, I look back to some of the conversations I've had with them. And, and, you know, between the four of you, you guys have always been here supporting me in the chat, in, in comments, um, other correspondences I've had with you guys. 
Um, and that's, that's huge. I mean, when, when I look at my support system in life, I mean, I have my wife, I have my, my other family and, and friends, um, but you guys, I mean, you guys are, are kind of exclusive to YouTube to some extent. And, and, and I, I really can't put into words how uh, much help that's been to me. So I guess without further ado, that's kind of my spiel. And, and I kind of want to be done talking here. So real quick, uh, one by one, maybe we can start with Brian here. Could you guys all kind of introduce yourselves and uh, t- tell the viewers a little bit about yourself and uh, you know, just a quick 60 second uh, uh, bit here? Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and by you're welcome, Matt. Uh, that was, you know, you, I think you've done, I can speak for everybody. You've uh, you helped me out greatly over the past, uh, I guess, probably close to 15 months now uh, since I've been watching your channel. So I appreciate that. But uh, my name is Brian. Um, I live in the uh, southwestern United States. Um, have a wife, no kids, unless you count the two cats, and uh, just try to live my life as normally as I can. Um, and my hobby is are basically buying silver and going shooting at the gun range. And aside from that, I pretty much watch reruns of the Big Bang Theory and really don't really contribute that much more to society other than that. <laughs> Um, I, I know my, my wife is completely annoyed because we're, we're trying, she's wa- trying to watch other things on television and I've, you know, I've got all these live streams going with either, you know, this channel or Yankee or, you know, small gold or, or something. And, and she's just kind of like, Hey, can you put your headphones in? <laughs> kind of she's kind of over it. But. Uh, two, two quick questions. First of all, for my viewers, uh, what do you carry concealed carry? Second of all, uh do you have a youtube channel i think you might have a youtube channel out there yeah, maybe you can kind of talk about 40 minutes of content uh out there <laughs> um, i had some previous videos and i wasn't too happy with them with like background noise and some other stuff so i nuked them but uh i do carry uh i go back and forth between a uh, glock 19 and a uh, Brugga, uh storm uh, compact px4 um awesome. which is uh, my newest edition which i've kind of transitioned over to the uh Double action, single action. For those of you who understand that, uh, it took took me a while to get away from the whole striker fired thing. But I've kind of bought into the whole double action, single action, and uh, starting a new system. I'm um, also going to be transferring over to uh, to a panic scary. So we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. All right, uh, Richard. I think you're up next. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, we got another one in here. Kevin, thank you for tuning in. How is your audio? If you can talk. Kevin? All right, well, Kevin can figure out his audio while uh, Richard is, is uh, kind of giving his intro. Uh, I really have no idea what to even say here. I'm just, you know, random uh, jerk on YouTube watching silver <laughs> channels. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm on disability, so I don't get that much to collect, so... I just kind of, you know, piss around with it and hope it'll do something, every, you know, once in a while. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, you have, uh, knowing what, what limited information I know about your background and your life and whatnot, um, you have to have maybe one of the best senses of humor here on this channel. Um, always a, a lighthearted comment from you. I, I can expect that. So uh, thank you for uh, always providing that. Um, Sam, do you have a little spiel about yourself? Uh, sure. Well, I'm not terribly good at talking about myself, but I'll give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, my name's Sam. I'm 31. I'm from California, Northern California, Sonoma County area, uh, around Santa Rosa. And uh, I've been watching uh, Matt on this channel for uh, 
probably better part of a year. I think I started um, early this year, but uh, I only got into silver a couple years ago, actually by accident. I was looking for uh, business opportunities and I just stumbled across uh, precious metals and I didn't know diddly squat about precious metals, but I was keen to learn and I waited about a year and then I dove in um, head first. And uh, me and my wife, we've been uh, looking to buy a home for the past three years. We were unsuccessful because of the high home values. And we decided to put a large chunk of that towards uh, silver and never looked back. I've been very pleased with what we got. And we've been just traveling the United States, um, just kind of enjoying life, not really working much. And we uh, have a small channel to uh, show off uh, some of our adventures. And that's basically it. Awesome. How about you, uh, Yankee? Well, thanks, Matt, for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Your channel is awesome. I love watching it or listening to it. And you have a lot of great content. And uh, myself, I am 52. So does that make me the oldest guy in the chat? Probably. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, I'm married. I have uh, three kids. Um, three kids who are way past the Santa stage. So, um, yeah, they're, they're getting up there. Um, and I've been a stacker since uh, probably 14 when I was with my dad going to the LCS buying, you know, silver dimes. And he taught me a lot back then. But, um, yeah, I've, I've started a YouTube channel in August, uh, which you, Matt, were very instrumental in uh, encouraging me and helping me through. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy this community a lot. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I constantly learn uh, from you and others to, to be a better stacker, to be a better prepper, um, and uh, just to be a better YouTube uh, contributor. And as far as concealed carry, I like to hold a Ruger LC9S Pro. I've got uh, rather small hands for my size, maybe something like Trump, I guess. So I like the <laughs> so I like the single stack, right? So um yeah, that's what I that's what I carry. Great. And by the way, I'm a fan of the uh single level action as well. So I carry uh C Z uh PO seven, which is their mm -hmm. Palmer frame. Very similar to the uh that PX four storm actually. Um or yeah, yeah. Um so anyways, uh, so kind of getting into some different topics. Um, again, you guys can just kind of steal this and go wherever you want with this. Uh, but I don't know. Anybody can start wherever they want. What are your thoughts on how 2018 came to a close? It was looking really dicey there for a while in the markets and whatnot uh, before somewhat of a, a, a solid finish, I guess you could say. But heading into 2019, I guess, where do you kind of see us going? This can be as technical or as little technical analysis as you want in, in uh, your chat here. Well, I, I mean, I, I'll just start off by saying I really have no clue. I mean, it's we're really, I mean, it's been said for like the last three years that we how we're just kind of like in uncharted waters with the whole economic and political situations, not just here, but in so many places around, around the world. And, Every day, I mean, literally every day when I pull up uh, a news website, I'm just expecting to see the un, the unexpected or the unthinkable, and what that could do to the markets at any point, you know, is is really it can't even really be fathomed by me or much less anybody that knows what they're talking about. So, I I, I was somewhat disappointed <laughs> to see the the price of silver spike up about uh, a dollar here, uh, maybe a little bit more in the last uh, couple of weeks, but. 
Um, at the same time, it's a good thing because it's uh, kind of heading in the right direction. But I, I'd like to be at a certain place uh, before uh, you know I can move on to other things. And I really want to give a, uh, a shout out to Yankee because he's I'm just kind of watching his like prepping the Yankee way and things like that. There's so many things, other things that I need to start quote unquote stacking, such as food and toilet paper and just basic foods. And but I do want to get to my position in silver at a certain area or just a certain spot and then I can kind of transition to the other things that I'd like to get out there. So as far as 2019 goes, I mean, it's just kind of like just every day that the, the big one quote unquote doesn't happen, um, I'm happy because I know I've got more time because truth be told, I don't think any of us really know how much time we have before uh, stuff could start coming apart really quickly. Um, and that's, that's kind of my, my thoughts on well, Brian, at the risk of sounding like a mutual admiration society, I want to thank you for La Plata Peak. Your channel is great, and you have a lot of knowledge, so thanks. And by the way, Matt, he was the impetus behind your gift. He That's got not it going. surprising. He got it going. And he was <laughs> like, uh, Yankee, could we, you know, could you like try to get people's addresses, like fake it and do all this stuff? So it was rather uh, manipulated, but it was, it was all brian's fault so anyway um <laughs> <laughs> well that's how it happened i didn't even know how that occurred <laughs> uh, i'm glad you enjoyed it yankee has a lot more polite than i do in, in the youtube world so oh, i thought God. and i really wanted to get more people involved but i was very happy to get a, as many people as did, as, they, as did so i'm very very thankful for you guys so it, at the risk of 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 really stepping in it um I was actually editing a video I'm going to post later on at the end of probably at the beginning of next week when this live stream kicked off about my predictions for 2019. Really risky to do predictions, but it's fun. So, you know, anyways, I was thinking about what I think might occur. And I have a lot of fear and trepidation saying that on your channel, Matt, because Dude, you know this stuff a lot better than I do. When I act like I'm a, an economist, I, I'm faking it like you wouldn't believe. But you really have the skills. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things, and then I'm going to shut up and let other people think. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, in rapid fire succession, one, two, three. And these are big, hairy predictions, right? Sure. I, think, I think, one, the odds are very strong that we are going to enter a recession, not in 2020 like some – growing course of people are starting to say, but I think in in uh, 2019. Agreed. I think it's going to hit, and I think it's going to catch everybody by surprise. Oh, nobody could see this coming. Um, and just because there's a clamor right now that everything is awesome, just like the uh, old Lego movie, it, it's not. It's really bad. And, and I think that's what's going to be the first <laughs> thing that hits. Everybody saying it's awesome is usually a sign that it's not. <laughs> Good point. I think uh, the second quick thing is, and this is really like, huh? I don't think there's going to be a rate hike at all. None. I think when uh, March rolls around, uh, and, and we'll be hearing it in February, that they're, they're taking it off the table. I think Trump is going to get together with Jerome, and he's going to read him the riot act. And, and, I don't, you know, and I know they're supposed to be data-driven, but I think it's going to be political. And I think they're going to go, okay, fine. Nope, we can't do it. And the markets are going to love it. And metal, and this is the last thing I was going to say, and metal in Q1, I think it's actually going to drop back down to the 14s, 
for silver, maybe 1250, might even break 1250 for gold. This is my guess in Q1 ahead of this. The market's going to love it. The dollar's going to go up. Everything's going to look, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe this is, this is the right thing to do. See, see, they're, they're doing the right thing. And then it changes dramatically in the summer. I think at that point, um, the markets are going to plummet. The Fed's going to respond with great drops. They're not going to have enough, and it's going to go down. I mean, Greenspan had to go six to one. Bernanke went five to zero. They're at two and a quarter. They're not going to be able to go down far enough, and I think um, they're going to have to eventually um, QE. All right, that's it. <laughs> I wow. I, I, I'm afraid to look at the chat, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I can add something real quick to that, you know, I, 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 you know, part of me thinks that, you know, the, the whole seasonality of January, February could be positive for metals, um, but maybe by the end of Q1, uh, them heading down, you know, I could, I could absolutely see a scenario, you know, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, where Powell comes out uh, in the March meeting and says, we're going to continue to take a bit of a wait and see, but still give a projection of, of some hawkishness, try and, and, and uh, uh, walk that fine line, and you could see the dollar strengthen. But if he if he continues to you know paradoxically strengthen, uh, strengthen. Uh, but but if he continues to try and and uh, be a devil, also um, uh, uh, talk about hawkish policy uh, into to the summer and, and into the fall, then I agree a, a drop in the dollar I think would be due by then. Um, by the way, I never caveat this. I am not a financial advisor. I have no crystal ball. Please do not take anything that Yankee says because no. I, I don't know. I, um, I, I, that. <laughs> I know, I know. I needed to say it. But no. I also, I just, I forgot one last thing. I yeah. am predicting that silver will hit $19 by the end of 2019, just like back in 2016. And I think gold could hit 1400 like it did back in uh, 2011. So by the end of the year, I think we're going to be uh, very happy uh, precious metal stackers and collectors. It's my, my gut feeling. So. Well, what, what are the rest of your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I could chime in a little bit. I fully anticipate, um, after watching the dumpster fire of an uh, economy uh, in regards to the stock market, um, I'm fully expecting to enter a depression. And uh, it might be so painful. It might just be 2019 where we just drop and drop and drop and all asset prices hit rock bottom and people get put out of jobs and who knows, maybe we'll reach 50% employment. I, I pray that we don't, but in the back of my mind, I'm kind of feeling that that is a possibility that we may not have a quick bounce back right away. We might just see that being prolonged for six years or maybe 10 years, kind of like, uh, was it Reagan where that happened? But, yeah, um, an extended period of, of just weakness. Just basically, or... yeah, exactly. About... Weakness. I forget. Uh, there's no the jobs anywhere. What about, what about? Yankee was around then, so he oh, could. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I think, I think Trump was originally thought of, and again, I'm not Trump bashing here. I, I think a lot of what he's doing is great, but, um, I think a lot of people think he's like, you know, Ronald Reagan. I think if this, if what I think is going to happen next year happens, he's going to be more like Jimmy Carter. I think we could be even taking a look at stagflation, which I don't think most of the people in the chat probably have ever experienced. You know, I think 
the Jimmy Carter comparison. Um, I think it was Peter Schiff that was me- recently making that comparison. Yeah, you know, I do listen to him sometimes. But yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think that's what he was saying. Is that no? Nah, he's not so much a Reagan conservative. He might he might be like the the Carter, where he 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 gets four years and in the economy is a big part of his demise. I know that's an unpopular opinion as well. That, <laughs> that he's going to lose the uh, the next election, which yeah, that's a topic for another discussion. I guess. Yeah, well, no, no, I know. Seapoff just said I sound. Yankee sounds like Peter Schiff. I'm really not trying to sound like anybody but Yankee, but yeah, okay. yeah. Well, no, we know. Um, actually, let's go down there. So let's not get into politics too much. Yeah, no kidding. But you know, regardless of what you're, if you think obviously whether or not you think the economy is is in a tough spot or not influences your your thoughts on this. But what are your guys' thoughts about the 2020 election? Um, do you think Trump has a chance of of winning? Uh, and if so, you know, what, what candidates, uh, what type of, of situation economically and whatnot could be favorable to that? Cause, because, you know, I, I tend to be of the opinion that he's not going to, and that's not a political, it's not, it's just, I think that circumstances economically are going to be not at all favorable, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? The, Trump? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, go ahead uh, my vision for how that's going to play out is that he will take 2020 and it will be because we, uh, start out the 2019 somewhere around March into a uh, close to a depression, which will be blamed on the Fed continuing to raise rates and the media will turn against the Fed, start, you know, saying, well, you know, looks like Trump's right. And the narrative will sort of shift into that direction and give him a, a good push for 2020. And then, at, you know, somewhere around then, that's you know, he'll have the the juice to, you know, maybe go, go after the Fed, bring the economy back up. Yeah, so I mean, somewhere around in that time frame, that's when we'll we'll see things turn back around. So, you know, I don't think it'll be several years, but it, it's going to be a rough year. Yeah, you know, if he has any sort of insight into this, it would certainly seem that he's kind of. Uh, uh, pivoting in that direction to to obviously he's he's been going after the fact for a while now um but yeah i do wonder if if it's gonna be successful or not it will the uh largely uh left-wing media kind of buy into that or is it mostly going to be the right wing you know if my my personal thoughts on that is, is if nothing else if if the right wing can realize that like hey this isn't just uh uh a left-wing thing that we should be upset about you know the the whole uh lackluster recovery post financial crisis let's not just blame that all on obama like let's focus on the fed here too like that's bring them into the conversation yeah. um, nothing else i think that would be a positive outcome. when we start bringing in the uh the real cause instead of the symptoms i think we might have a chance at uh, doing something about it yeah absolutely agree you know yeah, yeah i i hear you and and it makes sense but <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> that was probably me. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think many people understand what this amorphous Federal Reserve is. Most well, that, Americans, that's why I think the, the media oh, yeah. will yeah. start to make it more apparent mm-hmm. to you know the general public. 
I think I think Trump will be the lightning rod. Unfortunately, I think most people will look to the commander in chief and say that's the guy who's caused this. Historically, that's usually the one that takes it, gets the benefit of the doubt, and and also gets the slings and arrows when things go bad. So maybe you're right, but but ooh. usually when you're attacking the Fed, you end up dead. So if he's still alive. The crazy thing, he's 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 he's. He's uh, two for two because it's not just the Fed as well. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I think it's funny too that that um, you know Trump really did have it right, in my opinion, while he was a candidate. I think he really said the right things. He was spot on when he called it a big, fat, ugly bubble, our yeah. economy. He was right on the money when he said that the Fed is not independent and is being political. He was just he said so many correct things. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see him saying that now. I think he owns. Well, I, what that I think he's now. playing a different game than than candidate Trump. Hmm. Oh, he's a, I mean, he's when he was a candidate, it, it was more of a, a almost a joke. He didn't expect to win. So he was just saying whatever no. the hell he wanted. That's and still now he's playing a different game and he's playing a little yeah. closer to the best. So he's, you know, saying what he's expected to say. Well, honestly, guys, I don't think he's going to end up winning the 2020. I mean, uh, he's really good at pointing fingers or whatnot, but if the uh, Fed goes completely dovish, then uh, mm -hmm. we're not going to... I mean, he he can stick the blame on whoever he wants, but it's a matter of if the people believe him or not. And I feel like if they say, well, he's not getting things done, like you said, he's going to get done. How uh, can we put faith in him to fix the world and all its problems? So I we'll just kind of to do some stuff. Yeah, there's always a possibility either direction. Absolutely. I don't want to rain on everybody's parade here, but uh, there's no way Trump wins in 2020. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. I mean, if, <laughs> tell, tell us what you really think. Come on. <laughs> look, at the world map and look, at, look at this past election at states like Arizona, what, that one largely Democrat. States like Pennsylvania, which is traditionally Democrat, that was that I think the Republicans lost, you know, six or seven seats in Pennsylvania alone. States like Wisconsin that he had to run the table on. And he barely, they barely pulled out Florida this past time around. And every year, the demographic shifts go more and more to the Democrat side. Um, I, I don't think there's any way. And I, honestly, he's going to lose huge in 2020. You know, you brought up demographics, you know, two things there. Um, if I remember correctly, he didn't. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he won the popular vote. And this isn't a uh, anti. Uh, am, I, am I correct in saying that? Yes. Okay. And this isn't an anti, you know, I like the electoral college, um, but it, it does give a sense of like, it was not a, a landslide victory by any means. Um, but, you know, I was talking to, uh, this was a conversation I was having with uh, Rory from um, uh, the Daily Coin uh, a week or two ago or something. And, and we we're talking about some parallels between his home state, and my own Minnesota and, and, and uh, Tennessee. And, and, and we're talking about how uh, how much the demographics have switched um, largely as a result of of, of uh, immigration. And this, again, isn't an anti-immigration uh, rant either. It's just simply stating that um, you, you take a state like Minnesota, you know, there was is that four, ten, you know, probably in the last 10, 15 years, there was a senator 
an election for Senate here in Minnesota that was decided by a couple hundred votes, like incredibly close. It was an Al, when uh, Al Franken was elected, who's since uh, stepped down during, I think, the whole Me Too movement. But um, mm-hmm. a couple hundred votes. Um, today, it's not even close. Uh, the, the governor of the Senate races, they're, they're not even close. And, and largely, it's because of a shift of demographics that Brian's talking about here. Um, in the last uh, decade or two, there's been a huge influx of um, not just necessarily like south of the border immigrants, but a lot of there's actually a very large uh, Somali community, uh, you know, north of, of the Twin Cities. And again, that's just, you know, that's neither here nor there, regardless of, of your thoughts on politics or, or on, 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 uh, on immigration. The fact of the matter is that they, they tend to vote left. And so, I mean, those types of those types of demographic uh, swings, um, I think it's hard to ever overcome those. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be hard for Trump in, in 2020. You know, I, I was thinking, too, uh, as we were discussing it, that, that and I saw it in the chat, too. This is uh, I forget who it was said this is not Trump's fault. Right. And, and I and I hear that. I think the Fed um, is really to blame for a lot of this. I think, Richard, you were saying that that if people were to understand that it's the Fed that would be t- potentially causing this recession, yeah. um, they would they would appreciate that. And I hear you. I, I understand that. I think that is spot on. But I do believe that because of the Fed actions, an unprecedented action of going with ZERP, zero uh, percent interest rates, that we have gotten to the point where uh, I don't see us getting out of this. And unfortunately, whoever is sitting in that Oval Office uh, gets the blame most of the time. So I don't know how Trump gets out of this if we actually lose the markets. That's why I think he's going to be meeting with Powell and saying, stop it. That's it. No more. And I think the market I think the market's going to love the fact that we halt uh, interest rate uh, increases. Salivate metal and I have been going back and forth. Uh, Sal uh, and I have had this argument back and forth. He calls the economy. And I think I think I'm, I'm quoting him right. He calls it strong, but fragile. (laughs) <laughs> and I ch- and I challenged him on that. And I said, that's like a piece of glass. You say it's strong, but if you drop it, it's going to shatter. I don't see that as being strong. I think I think that it is fragile. Yes. But if it was strong, the Fed could raise rates more than it has. We I remember five, six, seven, eight. I remember a lot higher than that. And in, for interest rates, we couldn't ever get that high. We can't touch that. To, to me, that's a problem without the markets imploding, I should say. Um, and I don't think they're going to let the markets do that. I don't think strong belongs in the same sentence word <laughs> economy <laughs> at this point in time. We're watching things that, that, that have existed for, you know, look at Sears, look at Toys R Us. I mean, well, we're watching everything implode. Mm. Strong is not the word you use to describe that. I agree. I agree. I like you, Richard. <laughs> and, and you know what? A lot of that's due to the debt, guys. I mean, think about it. The government is out of control, right? We know that. Corporate debt is out of control. I mean, one of the reasons our markets are going up is because of the stock buybacks. The, this cheap money has allowed them to borrow and borrow and borrow. And then look at personal debt. It's. I, I showed a graph on, on my Instagram post where it showed – the increase in personal debt, uh, revolving and otherwise, and it not only was increasing until after the Great Recession, it is increasing after that at a higher rate. It, the rate is increasing. So it's it's just crazy what we're doing with debt, with this cheap money. 
you know, if, if I can add uh, three, I guess, additional points to this, uh, acting as a devil's advocate to my own argument here of, of me thinking that Trump will lose election because of economic reasons. Number one, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, uh, he won many elections. He was reelected, what, three, four times or elected four times, I think. Uh, and many of that, many of those reelections did take place during the uh, Great Depression. Now, very different policies, uh, more of a socialist president versus um, somebody that I would argue is maybe less socialist uh, in, in Trump. Um, but, you know, that th- there's something to be said for what Richard is saying that if you if you do play it right, you can win an election despite really poor economic uh, situation. Uh, number two, um, there's a potential uh, that that we do see a reflation here coming from somewhere. Right now, I've talked about this for a while, that uh, uh, there's a lot of different governments and, and central banks that are more of a, on a tightening or a neutral path right now. Um, obviously, the Fed is more or less tightening, or it has been for the last year or two. They continue to tighten through through quantitative tightening. The the um, ECB they recently stopped their QE. Uh, the, the Bank of Japan has been slowing it down. People's Bank of China and their government as a whole has been uh, less accommodative in in this kind of um, um, uh, weakening of their economy. But I mean, the potential exists that 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 changes that one or, or all of those coordinate. And then we get a reflation before we get a massive crash. Uh, the final one is, you know, what if we do have something that really brings us together? You know, the last president to not win the popular vote. Again, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, it would be George W. Bush in the 2000 election, correct? That is correct. Yeah. And, and you know, that was close. Um, and yet he won the 2004 still. Um, and despite probably not very favorable change in demographics. And of course, I think part of that was that, A, he didn't have economic problems too much to worry about, that the dot combo will pop, but it wasn't a terrible hit to the broader economy. But he also had 9-11 and he had the war in Afghanistan and he had the war in Iraq. Um, and so, you know, if if Trump can coordinate something like that between now and and, and the 2020 election, uh, a major foreign conflict, or who knows what it, it could potentially take the form of, um, that could also kind of consolidate support around him as well. Absolutely. Uh, I guess just, yep. uh, but, uh, but anyways, um, moving on, you know, another uh, question. Actually, so I had a, a new Patreon um, that actually just joined yesterday, I think. And yet he wasn't able to come on today because he is from the UK. Uh, so it's about 2, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. over there right now. But this is Lawrence. Um, so Lawrence Lawrence had a couple of questions, and, and, I, and I figured we'd uh, – what's that, Dave? I was just saying wimp. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right. what do you Drink have? coffee. Ah, you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> um, so so he had two questions here. Uh, so we'll start off with the first one. And we're, we're pivoting more to precious metals here because we are stackers yeah. here. And <laughs> – I'm sure that's what a lot of the people listening are waiting for. Um, first of all, so this is the first question. What is the best way to build a stack if you are just starting out and can only afford maybe two to five ounces a month of silver? That'd be a lot of gold, but of silver. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Same thing goes for, for those of you that are in the chat. Great question. I would, I would say pay in cash and go to your LCS um, if that's what you're going to do two to five times a month or two to five ounces a month and start a relationship with, uh, with that individual and uh, hopefully look for some maybe deals that uh, might come your way. One, one thing I've, I've experienced at, at my LCS, um, 
uh, before she put her uh, anti-gun sticker up on her on her door, um, was, <laughs> was uh, she she would call me and be like, "Hey, I just got a, a you know somebody just brought in a whole bunch of you know this that or the other thing, and you know I got it from them super cheap, and I'm willing to you know pass those savings on to you." So there were some you know I got there, there was like a I think some uh, a JM uh, ten ounce bar um, that she had uh, paid him. I think she got him like here somebody somebody had died and they really didn't know what they were doing, and she was able to get it for like $3 under spot or something wow. like that and, and sold it to me at spot. Um, so she, you know, still made a, made a good profit on it. So I, I think that would be my best advice to start a relationship with somebody that can maybe get you those kinds of deals um, as opposed to just waiting for an email from AppMex or, or JM Bullion. And then they're just going to charge you shipping and all kinds of stuff on top of that credit card fees and whatnot. Exactly. That, that quantity is too low to buy online. I mean, for buying over a hundred dollars and it's good to buy online sometimes, but like you stated, local is better. Any other thoughts out there? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I think um, the very first thing I would say is make sure that you have gotten out of any revolving debt. Pay that down first. I know a lot of people want to get into precious metals and they've got high interest credit card loan, you know, debt. If you can work on that first, I think you're in better shape for what's coming. But um, I like to think of it in terms of three lanes for my strategy, uh, Yankee stacking strategy, I call it. Uh, and I'm stealing that from- Here we Sil go. Silver Jeans. <laughs> Silver Jeans said this, and I love it. His channel's great. Uh, he said that there was like three lanes that he likes. One is constitutional. The second is um, bullion, government bullion. And then the third is fractional gold. That's how I stack it, and I usually stack it in that order. First, I get into junk or constitutional, however you want to call it. I love going to my local coin store, and I, like you said, get a relationship with him or her, and I pick and choose my junk. <laughs> you know, I go through the roll, and I get the best that I can, the least where as possible, and he lets me do it. And I'm talking with them all the time. Um, and then move to bullion government bullion i think that's the uh you know best way to go in terms of stacking and then the third if you want to get into gold that would be great do it fractionally no less than a quarter ounce so there you go in a nutshell yeah that's not bad um yeah and, and you know usually i i talk about anyways how we all like five and 10 ounce and kilo bars and whatnot and and maybe some of you guys can can go out and buy 100 ounce bars but but if you're just stacking, you know, two to five ounces a month, one ounce rounds would probably be ideal or one ounce coins or whatever. And and those are great anyways, because they're always going to be liquid. They're not as nice looking all the time, like just a bunch of rolls in your, your safe or, or however you store it uh, might not be as nice looking as like a nice stack of, of like kilo bars or 10 ounce bars. But practicality sometimes um, kind of wins the day. I love the question, too, because it sounds like he is trying to create a strategy. I know, Matt, you're giving me a hard time because I said Yankees. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know. Everybody needs to have a strategy, in my opinion. You, if you don't, if you go into it, especially when you're a new stacker, if you go into it and you're like, "Woo, what do I grab? Oh, that's shiny. I'll grab that. And you don't really have thought that through. What happens, and I've seen this many times, is, is you get what's you know, buyer's remorse. Like, oh man, I've learned a lot. I shouldn't have bought that. You know, a year later, you look back. See, if you think it through and you figure out what it is that you're trying to achieve and how to get there before you just start buying, I think that's a good way to approach it. And yeah, like yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. 
And I like the fact that you stated, Yankee, that um, you shouldn't uh, be buying silver if you have high interest debt. That should be addressed. And also, you should, um, when you're buying silver, consider that you might be holding on to that for a considerable amount of time. Because you definitely don't want to be caught with your pants down and have to go sell your stash because you need the money today. Mm -hmm. That's a, probably one of the worst positions that anyone can be put in. I think one of the parts of the strategy is to figure out what kind of stacker you are, too. I mean, if you if one of my friends, the uh, international stacker, he is an amazing stacker, but he's a big flipper. And he looks at it as, hey, you know, if I can get that at that price and turn it around and flip it, I'm, I'm getting I'm making money. So that's a that that's an advanced type of stacker. That's something that you got to be really careful of, or else you could end up with a bunch of silver, and it's like, uh oh, nobody really wants this anymore. Um, so that's one thing. And then then there's kinds of those that just love to collect coins or what or bars, and they love it as a collection. They plan on passing it down. They may sell it, but they just love it. It 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 brings them joy to stack. That's fine too. You need to be careful. But that's great. And then there's the kind that I tend to be like, which is a prepper type. And when I buy silver or gold, I don't plan on ever selling it, ever. I'm either going to be bartering with it or I'm going to pass it down to my kids who will probably end up bartering with it. So to me, I don't look at it the same way. But I think it's important to figure out what kind of stacker you're going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So moving on, the other question you had is, uh, so this is an interesting one. Again, from the UK, he points this out here. At what amount do you consider or justify a third-party vault or a safe at home? So those are two different questions, very, two very different questions there. Uh, remember, he says, remember, no guns where I come from. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, from my opinion, I would say never on a third-party vault. Um, I very much subscribe to the uh, idea if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And the, the second you put a third party out there, once the confiscation orders or anything to that effect uh, comes comes down the pike, and that could even, especially if that that confiscation come, could come in another country where that uh, that vault may be, um, I, I would I, I would I would counsel against that. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the safe goes, I, I would just say you know when you do buy a safe, I, I wouldn't buy you know plan on getting ten thousand dollars worth of gold and silver and then buy a fifteen hundred dollars safe at Costco. Or something along those lines. You you want to make sure that you have something that is is going to do the job, and it may, it may be an investment that you have to make, and you may have to maybe buy a little less gold and silver um, in order to to get that safe. And honestly, quite quite frankly, the reason I it's only been maybe eighteen months since I started stacking was I didn't have a safe and I didn't have something, and it wasn't until you know I was able to you know we had sold a home and had an extra a little bit of extra money from that that I actually went out and and purchased a. A safe made in the U.S. Um, you know that's got a seven gauge body and you know some other things that I, I, I'm pretty confident that if somebody comes in, uh, it's it's going to take them some time to to get that open. So um, I just probably figure out what kind of stack you're going to have in the long run, and then buy a safe for that. Now I don't think you necessarily have to have a safe. I know Matt's had uh, on his channel a lot of good suggestions, uh, like you know putting them in. You know cereal boxes or you know just kind of like hiding them in sight and i think that that can really work especially if you're just talking about random cap orders that are just going to be coming in kind of doing the smash and grab thing right. uh, but if you're trying to protect against you know all odds and you're just kind of taking because I, I i like to play a game with with myself that's 
called What's the Worst Thing That Can Possibly Happen. And <laughs> That's a fun I, game. Jeez. I, I that worst case scenario. Um, and that's just that's just kind of my uh, my take on it. That's, yeah, that's you know, so, so you're talking about third party there. And, you know, I think it, it's, it's tough because I, I totally agree. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. And, and I think that it, to some extent, it's somewhat – there's some situations. There's some neighborhoods. There's some living and family situations where maybe that's not feasible. I get that. But for a lot of people, even for the very wealthy, mm-hmm. and there's some way to do it in, in a safer manner. Um, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's one thing to, to purchase or to rent a safe deposit box at your local credit union or your local bank. It's not ideal, but it's, it's hardly not the, the top target for something like confiscation. And it's something that more or less, you know, isn't going to be allocated to a ton of different people. You know, those, those are, there, there's always a threat of the bank just not opening one day or just not allowing you access to that. But um, it, I would say a local bank like that would be better but, but then, you know, you run into the, the problem of, well, you got the recurrent fees and that probably wouldn't be super practical except for, you know, high premium silver and, and then gold, you know, tons and tons of gold that you need a large box for that. But but you, you brought up confiscation in, in, in regards to these vaults. And that's the thing is that these vaults, I mean, sometimes they're, they're based in your local country in the U.S. or Canada or elsewhere. But a lot of times it's like Hong Kong, Singapore, Cayman Islands. Um, and to put this in perspective, you know, we talk about like confiscation of silver and, and, and gold. Well, in regards to silver, you know, according to the World Survey, uh, World World Silver Survey for 2018, um, this really puts things in perspective. Uh, as of 2017, there were over 1.7 billion ounces of silver held in custodian vaults, and that's that's almost two years worth of supply. Uh, almost just open for the, you know, free for the taking from whatever government wants to institute such a, a program. Um, and, and yeah, that's, uh, just not, just not a good plan. Even for the ultra wealthy. I mean, there's gotta be other options. You know, if, if you're buying by, you know, tens of thousands of ounces, there's gotta be better options. Um, I don't know, but I guess that's my own take on it. And, and the other thing uh, you, we brought up, you had been talking about the banks. I mean, I, mean, I know in a lot of places, if not all, it's actually against the law to hold gold and silver bullion in a safe deposit box, really? um, which number one makes me ask, why would that be? Um, <laughs> but but the fact is that it is. And while it's not really likely that the bank you know is going around snooping in these boxes, you, you just never know. And right. if you don't know, then again, you kind of, for me, I've got to, you know, kind of default to the the worst possible scenario. So. I guess I wasn't even aware of that because I never, you know, it really never crossed my mind to do something like that. But no, that's interesting. And that's a good question. Why would that be the case? The first time we do a bank bail-in, that'll kill um, the safety deposit box. Yeah. They won't want anything to do with that. You know, if a bank goes insolvent, uh, they could just close their doors one day and then you can't get in to access your accounts or your security boxes. So I don't see that being... A good option. I agree. No, get a floor safe or a wall safe, something in a weird room in your house. Uh, most thieves aren't even gonna. Well, you know, you know, it sounds weird and it sounds uh, paranoid, but burying it is another option as well. You know, <laughs> burying it. That's, that's yeah. Well, me. <laughs> for me, Does like it? safes um, draw too much attention, and uh, for me, I put it in a box that just doesn't look too terribly fancy. You know, True. not something Yo, that wants. Right. Right. That's, 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 that's 
Right, right. If you yeah. put the safe, yeah, if you put the safe though hidden somewhere and they can't see it without looking, I mean that I agree with you. Don't put a safe right out in the middle and you know, roam and like, ooh, you're just inviting someone to try to take or it. Fill it with, you know, fake silver eagles from Alibaba. Fake silver from Alibaba. I wanna know. Anybody has anybody <laughs> ordered fake well, we'll I, don't know. I thought about it just to be, you know, be I did be a troll. I got a couple. He'll drop some around like a Walmart parking lot. I mean, I I get bored. I think it's funny to glue half dollars to the sidewalk. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, brother. (laughs) You know, when I was a a taxi driver, I held a wallet that was full of $1 bills. So if someone did mug me, they'd run off with $17 and a bunch of expired gift cards. So, I mean, it's not out of the question. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I mean, that's something, uh, you know, we, we laugh, but that's absolutely a, a real possibility. That's something I talk about all the time. Now, I haven't put into practice yet the idea of a, a, a phony uh, box, but you can even, you know, you can even take like a, um, a really cheap safe for like one of those uh, 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 lock boxes um, for, for ha- holding like a handgun or documents or something like that. Um, and, and whatever, <laughs> place a key right next to it and make it look as, as easy as possible and put whatever um some some <laughs> like, silver and gold uh, just fake coins in there and and you could like put it under your bed or like you know somewhere super obvious mm-hmm. um, some explosive like, die packets <laughs> yeah hey, did you did you guys did, did any of you guys catch that video of that guy who um uh got got revenge on people that were stealing uh like packages left at his doorstep yeah yeah that that was that was the best video i'd ever seen until i found out and i read an article that like half of them were were staged yeah. Oh, and, really? And then that just that basically broke my heart because yeah. up until that time, I, I thought that was like one of the funniest things that I okay, was like your hero. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I, there's some real like entrepreneurs. Like, there's some real uh, uh, potential there if you wanted to make a device like that and 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 market it. Like, I, it, it the whole like four phone. I don't know if you uh, Bobby guys saw it or in the chat either, but you know. He had like four phones hidden in it and everything. And yeah, it was, I mean, how much money went into putting that together that, that wouldn't be feasible. Right. Well, but, I, I, whatever, the, whatever he made off of ads on YouTube probably covered it. Right. And he's I, like a, think, he's like a NASA engineer <laughs> or something like that. So yeah. Well, I mean, him making one as a project was feasible, yeah. but him being something he could make and sell would not be. No, you know, the other ones I've seen out there are the ones where it's uh they, they wire and, and, I don't know what the legality of. I feel like somebody would just throw a fit about this, but what they'll do is they'll uh, hook it up to like a, a a blink, like a shotgun blink, and so when the package is moved or or something like that off the doorstep, you know, it's just they just hear a loud bang. Um, even something like that is you know deterrence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, question about ratio: gold to silver. Anybody playing the ratio in here or on the chat? <laughs> Well, I try. I, I try to pretend that doesn't exist, Yankee. I think it's overblown. I really don't think we're going to see it drop as much as people might think it's going to. But you know, we'll see. I think it if might. it does drop, it'll be because gold fell. Mm. You know, that's what. So, so the interesting about that—that's what actually somebody commented today because I put out a video about just this topic yesterday. He said, "Why do like no? Why does nobody even think about the possibility of gold dropping?" And I guess I don't know. My thoughts on that is that I don't know. I, I feel like w- with the mining picture be- behind gold um, and and silver and the differences there, and, and the fact that silver is a much a much larger share of it is is what you call like a byproduct mining. 
Um, the, there's more leeway, I think, for silver than there is for gold and, and drop in price. Like, don't get me wrong, the price is still pretty close to, to the to the even below the cost of production at some primary silver miners. But I feel like there's just a much much less margin uh, for for gold. Like, I just don't see gold dropping uh, a ton to, to bring that ratio down to, to seventy or one or something like that. But uh, of course, I mean that also plays into like the bigger picture here of, of the dollar and and of uh, right. Right. Uh, the fact that they've kind of been in a big bear market for a long time now and i don't know i think it's due to reverse pretty soon here but yeah man if low tide hits it can all go down yeah south texas prepper saying gold will drop for my sake please <laughs> <laughs> i know part of me is wishful thinking here i have not accumulated i'm in accumulation mode i need more i need i need it to go down man i really do i really want it down lower the better yeah, you know, I saw today. Well, you know, if if it helps you guys at all, if you look at the price today, uh, silver's down like twelve cents after the market opened yep. overnight. Not a huge drop, but you know, I was thinking that like, wow, you know, the, the last silver I bought was, I want to say maybe fourteen fifty, mm-hmm. um, and I used that that fifteen percent eBay thing, so I actually got uh, constitutional silver for like thirteen forty an ounce or thirteen fifty or something like that, like crazy low under spot, but. Um, I was kind of thinking like, come on, like maybe just, I know it's probably going to go up in January, but like, could it just stay in the mid to low 15s or even the 14s? Just, just like for one more purchase and then it can go up. Right? But, but we're so spoiled. I mean, think about it. Like it was uh, 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 like 12 months ago, uh, we, were, we were happy to have it in the 16 or $17 range. Now we're complaining about $15 handle. Yeah. I mean, my stock, I average like 1750 per ounce and I'm happy with that. But like seeing prices today, it's just ridiculous. I don't know why <laughs> people are not buying as much as they can. You know, I had a Kai comment that uh, a while back and he was saying, you know, he'd got in very recently in this, you know, since, uh, you know, probably since June or since July, whenever the prices really started to tank. And he's like, yeah, it's like a, around f- almost $15 now. This is a while back. And He's like, I just don't know if I can bring myself to buy it at that price. It just seems too expensive. I'm like, really? Like that's that uh, just perspective because there are people, there are probably watching this video that have bought silver at eighteen and twenty and twenty five and thirty and thirty five and forty. You know, it's it's a we we don't know how good we have it at these prices. Yeah, if you're if you're getting into stacking right now or the last six months, you 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 don't know how good it's been. It's it's so wonderful. I had a buddy tell me that he was waiting for it to fall to $3 an ounce. Can you believe that? He's an older man, so he doesn't... I'm, I'm sure he was alive when it was $3 an ounce, but... The lowest I was stacking when I was a kid was $9 an ounce. That's the lowest I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I imagine that older yeah, guy... Yeah, that <laughs> I was, you know, I was thinking of some joke to make. <laughs> you I, were, I, I could tell. I could too. tell there was a pause there. Like, Come on, Yankee, you're just a spring chicken. Oh, really? Oh, that made me feel good. Yeah. Wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> um, Liar. So, so here's a, here's a <laughs> uh, here, so here's a question we had from uh, uh, Sam. I think this was from you uh, just before we actually went on the air here. Um, and this is for people in the chat too. Uh, what wants and what needs have you skipped or chosen not to purchase to instead buy silver or gold? So, for example, you see stories of people like 
silver gold is so cheap right now. So I went out and made a huge purchase and it looks like I'm just eating ramen for the next month until I, you know, have some more money in my paycheck or, or, uh, whatever else. So what wants and what needs have, have, you know, food versus, uh, uh, Starbucks coffee have you given up, um, to, to buy silver and gold? I think for me personally, uh, because you know how guys are with underwear. They don't uh, buy new underwear until they're, they're like falling off our bodies. So uh, I think for me, it'd have to be clothes, number one. And then I secondly, thought you were going to say you forego, you forewent underwear to get some. No, no, no. So, and then secondly, because I'm a mechanic, um, I can, I, I drive a beater truck. And so I know what I can get away with not replacing for like months and months and months. And so for me, I bought silver when I should have been buying auto parts for my truck, my daily driver. But you know what? I don't regret it. How about you guys? Well, my video card blew out uh, about five months ago. So uh, I've been not taking care of that instead of buying silver. <laughs> Richard, I... I'll send you a video card. Email me your address. That's cool. And there we have it. That's the type of community we have. <laughs> you know what to follow that up with. I know. What do you say to that? I, I, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a budget stacker, and Mrs. Yankee stacking keeps me from going off the rails. So it is really uh, you know, budgeted every month. I know we can afford it, and I, I pay everything else first. So I really haven't gone without. Thank the Lord. Yeah, you know, I uh, let me think here. I would say since I've really gotten seriously into, into precious metals, the big thing that I've kind of s- sacrificed, if you want to call it that, to some extent would be other um, preps. Uh, so, so things like um, extra ammo or, you know, stuff that I'm more or less kind of good on, but you never can quite have enough of. Um, you know, other things like that where I just, I have some, and I know I could get better in that area, but I've just kind of foregone that, you know, I could have bought a new gun or whatever. And and I'm like, you know what, like I've got what I need. And I just, I could prep so much more, but instead I just, for whatever reason, just chose to put in precious metals. And that's weird because, you know, back in the day, the whole idea of an economic collapse or or downturn was just kind of like, yeah, I'm more worried about like uh, the, the, the other kind of classic prepping scenarios. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Russians invading or, you know, a solar flare or the grid going down, you know, those types of things, or even just a local disaster. Um, but since then, like, sometimes I don't even, you know, it, it's not so much like what if uh, the grid goes down today? It's like, what if, uh, you know, one of the, one of the big banks suddenly uh, defaults on their debts and like what happens then? That's kind of my thoughts these days, but I guess that's kind of been the one big, I guess, want that I've kind of given up in exchange for precious metals. I'm having fun looking at the chat, guys. Jeff Harbaugh, Little Red Pony, they're all talking about going commando for silver. You got to love that. <laughs> Good job, Sam. <laughs> FTRA, FTRA 1987 said a full tank of gasoline. Wow. It's, uh, some people do go without big time. You know what I would say to, to yeah, Sam's question? I would just say to Sam's question, and I would say from a this is where silver has really made a positive impact in my life because there are so many things that I would look back on now that I wasted money on, like so much money. Like, I'll, for example, I did not purchase the NFL Sunday ticket. This like that I've done for how many years in a row, and the last two three years I have not 
uh, purchase that, or you know, just I mean, and that, those, I mean, I'm that's so hundreds sorry. of dollars. That, I, oh. I'm sure that has nothing to do with with Detroit's performance. No, well, years. you know, that's that's a completely different topic for a completely different day. But uh, that's in, all right. Oh, I, you know, what? I'm, I'm hurting because my Vikings lost this weekend, and they they totally just collapsed and into the end of the season. So I need to, but need but it's somehow. But it, but when I look back Uh-oh. at that, I mean, what a waste! What a waste of money is that? You know, and just yeah. like going out to restaurants and you know things that where, where I can stay home and I can cook for myself and probably have a better meal, and not waste the money that that I would have you know done. Because really, what it comes down to for me, my my stacking is really the money that I would be buying extra things like that, and not doing that now. I, I just have more things that I enjoy and and things that could be you know benefit me in the future. Um, so I, I I don't know if that's really a want or a need, but it just it's it's helped me maybe just make better life decisions um, and just kind of think about things from that perspective. Whereas in the past I'd be like, oh, let's play money. I can do whatever I want with it. I don't go to casinos anymore. I don't, you know, just even if it's like you know playing like a hundred dollars for blackjack, and because I mean I would never go go nuts with that. But if I went to Vegas or something like that, I would say, okay, I've got a hundred bucks for the weekend, and now I look at it as that is like, hey, that's four or five ounces of silver that I could have in my safe instead. And I'm not going to lose it. So that's it's it's helped me in that regard. And yeah, we got a couple of questions in the chat. I didn't know if you want to take a look at or comment on. Yeah, One, no, I, I, yeah, no, no. My wife had just messaged me. She's like, "Your daughter commented on your line." And just like gibberish, <laughs> like twenty minutes back. Whoops! <laughs> um, Come on, Matt. <laughs> I thought that was my wife. <laughs> um, but no, I had a, a question here from a knife something um and you saw it too yankee actually uh find it here it was uh since jp morgan got rid of their shorts their short contracts yeah yeah Uh, jp morgan going without underwear for silver too (laughs) here we go here we go Uh, no they go without a soul Ooh. <laughs> they had to have one to give it up. Oh. Ouch. Wow. Um, sorry, Jamie Diamond, if you're watching this. Um, okay, so next I'll get my address. Seen... I'll fight you. <laughs> he says, I haven't seen. He says, I haven't saw any slam downs in spot. Will it go up from here? Question, question, question. I said my piece earlier. Yeah. Well, you know, if I, let me see. Um, I, I think I checked the commitment of traders report last week, Friday or Saturday, and it was the uh, commercials, which, you know, they'd fallen to had gone so much more, somewhat more short than they were. So, I mean, if anything, they might be adding so much to their short position, but it wasn't super big. So I guess, I, I don't know. It's hard to say who was it. Um, James Anderson from uh, uh, SD bullion um, or uh, silver doctors, both, I guess. He uh, he was having a discussion with, um, gosh, who was that? I think it was Quoth Raven. Uh, actually, a guy who I had on here before they even had over there. I think he he saw him. He wanted to have him on. That's why I like to tell myself, anyways. But um, he uh, he said that what was it? Um, the CME group. Uh, I'd have to re-listen to it again. But they were changing their regulations at the end of I think this January. That, that allowed for, for, I can't remember what it was, greater speculative position or something like that. But that was another. And that what's interesting thing, thing about that is, I guess, you always kind of hear that, like, well, uh, uh, what was the one a while ago? Uh, uh, J.P. Morgan made some pact with, like, Bear Stearns or something like that to suppress the price of silver for, like, 10 years after they took over Bear Stearns or something like that. And then it expired earlier this year or something like that. And 
obviously nothing came to fruition. But I guess what was interesting about it was that it was coming from James, who is otherwise a bit more of a level-headed uh, guy that usually doesn't really fall for those like crazy out there theories. So um, that was kind of an interesting, interesting thing I saw as well. Well, they didn't have to be in a pack. They just bought their position, which was for 10 years. Maybe that's what it was too. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I guess I don't buy. I, I don't pay attention to it at all because sometimes I just don't always buy into that stuff. But um, I don't know. Uh, ben Franco G here says he says, uh, "Do you think gold silver will reach bubble territory and you should transition into something else, say acquiring Acquire land?" It. Yeah. He also goes on to say, Peter, how much do you get per child? Because Peter Oitzinger recent earlier had said that he uh, gave up, uh, he yeah. sold his children in order to, to buy silver and gold. Well, there's always uh, chocolate yeah. milk. You could transition from silver <laughs> into chocolate milk. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dave's like, I have no idea. Yankee's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, man. That was an old one. It was, it was oh. what, like March or like april or whatever i did a live stream and it was titled like uh silver tesla and chocolate milk because my daughter tuned in for it or she was she was helping me but she like fell asleep five minutes in but uh but anyways what, what are your guys thoughts on that uh bubble territory and would you exchange it for something else i think my pressure uh, are gonna be exchanged for uh supplies i think it's gonna be bartered and uh, I don't know. I think land is important, but uh, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change out of metals for land right now if I had to choose. You know, I, I like what Lewis from Small Gold has to uh, kind of say about the whole bartering thing because, and I think he's got a point when he talks about it. And he, like at first, if something did happen, you know, people aren't really going to know what the heck it is. You know, nope. if I if I gave them a 1964 quarter, they'd be like, "You gave me a quarter." Yep. You know, and and that and so it's probably going to be a while. Um, before it gets to that to that barterability aspect of it, what what for me, I think that it yeah it could get into bubble territory, but I think something is going to happen. I know Greg Manorino talks about this um, as his suggestion, but somebody's going to have to be the first one to say, okay, our currency is backed by this, whether it's silver or gold, probably gold. And once that happens, and I I, I really think when I and when I was talking about earlier checking the you know the news stories, I'm talking about something like Deutsche Bank going down. Now, is there anybody in this chat or live stream that think that that's not a distinct possibility within the next 18 months? Sure. You know, and, a distinct and, and what, possibility in the next 18 minutes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, and when that happens, well, I mean, and just, I mean, go back and, and you know, rewatch the big short, which I just saw for the first time not too long ago. And, you know, yeah. watching those people walking out of the Lehman Brothers with their boxes. And, you know, I think Sam was talking about the, the job losses and everybody is just going to be kind of like, what the heck is going on? And it may be six months to a year or more before the precious metals we have are even going to be considered as either even useful. Um, and that's, you know, when, when Yankee's talking about having other things um, in there in case, you know, to get, your, to get yourself through that period to where your, your precious metals can be transitioned into, you know, land. And I would say absolutely. I mean, if it's, if it's to the yeah. point where I can change this to another medium of exchange, because for me, that's why I have them in the first place. It's so I can preserve my wealth. And if 30 years from now or 20 years from now, wealth is, you know, chocolate milk or, you know, eggshells or whatever it is people are trading with, I want to be able to make sure I have some of those things to, to buy normal. Products. 
Brian, yeah. you are you are spot on when it comes to recognizability and familiarity with silver. About three months ago, I tried to buy a pound of coffee with an American Silver Eagle, uh, which was roughly $15 at the time, and I videoed it. It was hilarious, uh, both the owner of the store and the cashier and what they went through and trying to recognize it. I get that. People don't understand what silver really is, constitutional bullion regardless. But I do believe if we go through an, a true collapse that eventually people are going to learn they're going to learn they're going to learn real quick you got it now i liken it to a, a car crash if you get in a car crash and the airbags deploy and everybody is all upside down the last thing you're thinking about is your insurance policy you're thinking about am i okay are my kids okay maybe the other people in the other cars all right it, it, it may be a while hours if not days before you go oh man is my insurance policy up to date? I look at that as in terms of, of, of silver and gold, precious metals. That's insurance. We don't, we don't think we're going to be bartering with silver and gold after a collapse right away. We're going to be thinking about water, food, protection, heat, uh, a lot of other things first. But eventually, I do believe that something is going to have to kick in in order for people to transact. And I think it's going to be precious metals. Yep, I, I agree 100%. Very well said. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, who knows if it's if it's going to be a, a part of the monetary system or not. But if nothing else, people will realize uh, they're worth a lot, uh, which people know now. I mean, it's common sense. Silver and gold worth a lot, but that they're that they're not just. Um, I don't know. I mean, may, I don't know. I, I I don't always buy into the whole silver and gold is going to be money in the sense that, like here in the United States, we're going to have silver gold coinage or silver gold backed currency but people will view it as uh as such as a as a very valuable commodity that can be exchanged um you know yeah. maybe there's advantages to owning or exchanging with an over precious metals you know uh, or, or over fiat um kind of a somewhat related question we had a question a bit back here from from cpoff saying opinions on a gold or silver backed crypto Matt, am I right in that some countries are uh, exploring that right now? Are they? Cryptos, yes. I'm not sure about the, the, the metals backed. Maybe. Yeah, metals backed. Yeah, I was reading about that recently. We're going to have metal backed crypto, but we're not going to have metal backed money? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Metal backing the money is silly. Metal backing cryptos is awesome. Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as it doesn't act like a, an ETF, you know, I I would be all all in favor of that. But I mean, it's I think for for cryptos, whether it's gold back or not, it's going to be very interesting. Um, there's a body out there called the uh, Financial Action Task Force, which pretty much is the 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 main group when it comes to uh, anti-money laundering and regulatory laws in all the countries. And they've actually put out a mandate that uh, cryptos need to be regulated by pretty much everybody by June of this year. And, you know, the SEC can can step in and basically regulate something at the, at the drop of a hat, but the EU is going to have to issue a direct directives. Um, Australia is, and, you know, all the other you know, areas around the world. And I think, you know, now that cryptos actually have their own futures and, you know, you've got all these, you know, T. Rowe and, you know, Schwab and they're all setting up these exchanges with, with crypto. It's I, I'm scared to death of anything related to do with crypto right now because I don't think anybody has any idea where they're going. 
And I, I can I, I can almost feel where they're going. We're we're watching two thousand one happen all over again. The dot coms, like everybody and their brother is throwing out a crypto, just like there were a dot com, and and you know oh, yeah. people are putting money behind them all over again. Yeah, the currency. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the whole it's the whole thing, yep. where they don't have to have a a functional use. Or, or a product or anything. Yeah. They just threw a dot come up and, and people were throwing money at it. And that's exactly what we're seeing with the cryptos. Richard, you are spot on. Remember pets.com? Yeah. I think this is the current, the current cryptos is that dot com uh, bubble. And I think that, that we're seeing it happen right now. Um, and, and I, but I want to be careful here because I do believe, I think Knife Collector said a comment here that I think is spot on. Cryptos are to get people ready for going cashless. Even the world banks are going, want to go cashless. We are going cashless worldwide. And it's yep. going to be a crypto type of currency. It may not be the current the blockchain, blockchain, the, the technology Adcraft, whatever. will end up right. in there. Absolutely. But the, the cryptos themselves as they are now will go away. I think you and I are on the, our spot, uh, on the same page there. Yep. Yeah. You know, actually, there's another guy out there, uh, Lewis, who you already brought up from Smell Gold. He, uh, he's of the opinion that, that cryptos have uh, some, some gas left in the tank as a very speculative investment, but that it's not going to be the cryptos that we're used to seeing now, the, the Bitcoin and, and, and ETH, uh, Ethereum and, and et cetera. Um, he thinks that, that there's, they're going to become increasingly, um, I don't know what, what you call maybe financialized or, or a uh, part of, of uh, not so much true to the whole idea of cryptocurrencies, decentralized and et cetera, and more so ones that are run by large uh, yeah. corporations, financial institutions, banks, et cetera. Back-end tech. Yeah. And, and, and that through that, that we can find a whole new reflation of, of at least some asset, you know, if, if stocks, if real estate are, are, are not doing well, at least we can have some new cryptos on the block um, that can, can, I don't know give the appearance of, of some sort of short-term wealth. But I guess that's, I don't know if I, I buy into that. And, and I don't think he fully buys into it, but he just kind of talks about how there's a possibility of that. Um, we, had a, we had a question from a different, uh, yeah. uh, do, do you have something else to add to that, Dave? No, it's just uh, Oz Ross has been trying, I think two or three times to say private vault company. I'm looking at it because I will leave the country for a few years. And then he repeated oh. Sure. Yeah, I did see something about that. Uh, if you're leaving the country, uh, what do you do with your metals? That's a that's a tough question. I mean, if uh, I don't know, I guess what are you guys' thoughts on that? What would be the first what place is, you would look beyond a vault? Osros, do you have family that uh, you can trust with it for a couple of years? You don't even have to tell them what it is. You can put it in a locked container and just have them hold on to it. Good idea. Bury it. But I don't know what the legality is, of course. Dude, but, you, you know. are the burying. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but seriously. Just exactly it, how and where would you bury it then? Well, how okay, many so, shovels so, do you own, too? Right, right. <laughs> well, okay. So, so I mean, we're talking, it depends on the legality here. But, you know, it depending on where you live, there's so much just open land. Um, if you could get away with burying a body there, then why not precious metals? You know, like, where's your open... head at? I'm just saying. Well, you just <laughs> stick them in a, in a sealed PVC pipe. Someone just think it's like some sort of piping that you know that they ran across. They'll leave it alone. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you have to be careful. You, you, basically, you have to find somewhere that people aren't going to probably metal detect. Even if they are, yeah, I well, don't know, you you know, know. Sprinkle around some decoy shit. So you know. exactly. Oh, 
And <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though, I mean, I, I get, I, I don't know. So, so I live like right by a state park, and I don't know what the legality is of, of digging a hole and burying something in a state park. But I know that if I did put it there, there's a very slim chance of anybody ever digging it up in the next. You don't get caught. It's not illegal. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well, I guess. Yeah. But uh, you're not supposed to remove uh, artifacts out of state parks. I know this very well. <laughs> well, dude, I feel like there's a little bit of a story behind that that has to be said. No, I've been visiting a lot of state parks the past four. Oh, months, sure, so. sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's true. It's it's even the little things. Yeah, uh, removing anything from there, but uh, but yeah. more concerned about rocks and pine cones and stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, the 805 but, uh, Mist Watch had a fun question for us, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, I do actually. That's uh, he's a other he's he's another patron actually from Patreon. Oh, wonderful. That is uh, Garrett who came on when was that June or July for a chat or May? I don't even know. But anyways, he's saying fun question for chat. When is the last time you received a 90% coin as change? Says he got a 64 quarter from the liquor store a year ago. I, I can start out by saying that I've never noticed I've got a 90% coin in change. So I have no idea if I ever have, but I certainly have never noticed it. So here, here's kind of a fun. So we, when my wife and I first got married, we kept a uh, jar of just change that we got. And we had just kept it like in this mason jar, this huge mason jar. And it was probably about three or four months ago. I dumped it out and just started going through it all. And lo and behold, there was... $2.45 face value worth of pre-64 silver coins. Wow. So, I mean, it's, I know it's happened along the way and you, you obviously I, I check now every time I get it back, but um, I, I think that's a very interesting question. I, I, I so it, it happens. Um, I don't think it's all that often, but I really, the people that actually go out and I know Yankee has a lot of these guys on um, that actually go out and coin roll hunt. Um, I've never really, you know, done that as far as like with the, the Kennedy half dollars or anything like that. But I think that would be fun if I had had the time to do that. My brother uh, and I have been doing that the last uh, week. He went and got like uh, $2,000 in Kennedy halves. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I used to do it when I was a kid. I rode my bike down to the bank. I'd put my money down. I'd get a bunch of rolls. I'd open them up. And believe you me, back in the 70s, you'd find silver a lot easier than you do now. Uh, but yeah. now I'm just out of time. Dude, I don't have the time to get down there, get all the boxes, come back, do it all. Then, of course, you got to bring it back. So I, Actually, I, you I, don't. You can just spend it around town so that it doesn't end up back at the bank so that you're not reminding your own. dollars in yeah. abs? Yep. Uh-huh. All over really? town. All over town. Wow. And people are like, I mean, he was telling me he went out to to, to get a, a drink the other day. And one of the guys at the bar is like, uh, here, I'll pay your for your drink. And uh, here's a 20. I want the rest of your halves. Oh. I mean, people are like, they're, they're not even <laughs> silver ones. They're just, they're like pirate treasure. It's like novelty, right? Yeah. yeah. They're just like, and... <laughs> It's like you know they're never going back to the bank because people are going to put them, squirrel them away, like their treasure now. Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't done it in a while, and I don't know if I'm going to get back into it. Maybe when I retire. Get, get halves back when in I the retire. circulation again. <laughs> I have never found constitutional silver ever. I mean, I found some like 1965 quarters, but that's it. Not even 1964. He found you like know, four, four, forty percent coins and a whole bunch of proofs and 
The rest of it's just, you know, regular halves. So it's a uh, really low percentage of, of success in finding anything. I uh, it, it was kind of heartbreaking the other day. I saw, I think this was over on Silverbugs on the Facebook page or something. Somebody had had posted a picture, and it was, I don't remember the whole story, but basically they had a jar of coins that they went through, and they pulled out all the uh, the pre sixty four ones, and they're like. Just say, you know, like the whole, like a, so like a, peanut, a big peanut butter jar, like, you know, the whole lid was full of, of pre-64 coinage. And they're like, look at how much I found. Um, but then somebody looked closer and they're like, yeah, pre-64 nickels aren't silver unless we're talking like more nickels. Aren't. So basically, you know, it was sad because he, he thought he had a huge face value and it was like, uh, he had like maybe a couple quarters maybe and like a dime or, you know, but most of it was just nickels. And that was kind of sad. The little I've done, I actually went into my bank and I did grab a box and I did do it one time uh, last year. And the the bank manager was like, "We we we pick through these two. I mean, <laughs> they're all they're all up on it. It's amazing. Oh I don't know no, thing, but up here in <laughs> in old New Hampshire, they're wise to it. It seems it's ridiculous. Oh." One of the banks we hit said they're they're actually going to refuse any orders for halves, for the reason that people are coming in and starting to ask them for them to mine them. To what? To to mine the rolls. Huh. Brother, I don't know. I saw a question too. I don't know if you saw this, Matt, from uh, where is it? Dale Cunningham. He said, what percent is everyone's wealth in precious metals? Percentage. I have no idea. Oh, really? It's not high. I, I know that. I want to say for uh, us personally, it's about 10%, mm -hmm. give or take. But I mean, that fluctuates. I'm at 15, going to 20 and probably no more. Myself, yeah. I'd probably be a hundred percent of what I would consider my wealth. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, it's it's hard to say because like I'm I'm considerably younger than you guys, and uh, <laughs> well, yeah, considerably. <laughs> no, um, but you know, I I um the whole idea of 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 four hundred one ks or anything like that that's just not on my plate yet. I'm, I'm still a grad student. And so, um, before I even can get into, to deep into that stuff, it's, it's, uh, things like, like student loans and whatnot that I'd have to deal with first before I can think about, uh, you know, what percentage of my portfolio is in precious metals versus stocks versus real estate versus, uh, cash. So, and right now it's more than anything else, a, a, a savings, uh, with, with, um, a savings that works well as a hedge and has some, uh, I guess, speculative side to it. Speaking of 401k, I did see some comments earlier in the chat about 401k. One of the best moves I ever made was when I changed jobs, I pulled my 401k out and put it into a self-directed IRA. And I'm so glad I didn't roll it over to my next employer's 401k. Highly recommend people at least check into that, see about that with the, if they're changing jobs. Yeah, I'm no expert. Um, I also heard now this don't take me, you know, for my word here, but I also did hear that you could roll it over into a gold backed IRA. I haven't done it personally, so I don't know for sure if that's a possibility, but check it out. 
Yeah, I, I, I did check that out. Yep. There's a lot of IRS uh, implications to whether or not, especially when it comes to the physical gold and where it can be held. It can be held in what custodian and all that. So I, I really think you need to be careful around that. So it's in a vault then. So someone's vaulting your gold is what you're yeah, saying? Correct. Well, you I have a custodian. You got to check on that though. That's yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say that nobody's ever been prosecuted under that statute, but um, True. It, yeah. it, it exists. So if, if you want to be uh you know, patient zero for, for something like that. Uh, <laughs> and that would not be me. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so we got a question here from Blade Doctors. Would you ever sell all of your stack if the price was right? Yes. Yes. No. No. Not all I'd the say, I would say no as well because – would I consider selling all my stack? Yes, but it wouldn't be based on, it'd be not necessarily the price would be based on need. If, if the price was quote unquote right, I would, I would sell, I'd be comfortable selling, but I wouldn't sell all of it. So, so, um, so yeah, like a hypothetical, if, if somebody came to you and offered you a hundred dollar an ounce for your, for your stack, you wouldn't sell that. Well, that's different. I turn around and buy well, more. I mean, that's not that's that's sort of a. Uh, I'm talking about if the price went to a certain sure. point, I sell it. Not if somebody comes and says, "I'll give you a hundred. Right? Because I, I mean, if, if I could get value there, I would just say yeah, and then I would just turn around and buy more. Oh, that's with... exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. If, 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 I, I was not. Uh, I was not looking at it that way. I was looking at it as the price goes up. Am I going to sell? No. So. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it's it's money I'm holding that, you know, the whole point of money is to do stuff with. I mean, otherwise, you're just holding shiny rocks. I look at it as, as insurance. I have a, a fire insurance, health insurance, car insurance, property insurance. I have all kinds of insurance. This is inflation insurance for me. And 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 the thing about all of those that you just mentioned is you, you never want to be in a situation where you have to use them. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I that. I, I, I want to be wrong, guys. I, this is one place where I absolutely want to be 100% wrong, and I could just bequeath it to my prodigy and be, and, and that's it. I'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's a hobby, and I want to be wrong. But isn't that why you get insurance? Yeah, it's, it's always better to, to have it and not need it than need it and not have it, no matter, no matter what it is. Yep. I just figure I'll wait for a 2008 moment and make a play on it. You know, that's, you know, yeah. that's what I've wondered too, you know, looking at things like the Dow to, the Dow to gold ratio, um, Dow to silver ratio, uh, or, or real estate prices and whatnot. Um, once you're talking about real estate, you know, unless you're buying some sort of like a, a real estate ETF or, or whatever, I mean, it's, you're talking about a large quantity of precious metals, but, uh, but something like that I, I, would, I would consider, but it would never be a, a story of selling all, even half of my stack for, for one sole asset like that. No. Um, I mean, but might, you know, I might hang on to a, a, a piece or two that I like a lot. Oh, I flip. I I have flipped some stuff. The the palladium proof I bought in. I got oh, in. Yeah, you made me jealous. And well, yeah, well, you got in, and the so so you got in, and and yeah. they were the price was naturally going to go up. Right. Right. Oh, sorry. I, let's let's move on to a different topic. Topic. I'm I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, here in the well no 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 it, it, it was so basically Sorry, so, it up. so let me get this right so so you had bought it at whatever price and it was it was limited very limited quantity so it was almost a guaranteed you were going to collect a, a what a hundred dollar profit or whatever on it but the 
price of Palladium has gone up quite a bit since then as well, hasn't it? Or did you not hold actually, on to it much actually, for that? It's, actually, I've been watching it. It's dropped some. Um, so, so in a nutshell, this is the first time they decided not to go to the bullions, straight to homes, one uh, purchase per home. Got in. I clicked at the right time. Got it. The only reason why I did it is because all these other houses were saying online were saying, "We'll give you a hundred bucks. We'll give you a hundred bucks. We'll give you." All right, fine. It's a sure bet. Talked to Mrs. Yankee Stackish. She gave me the green light. I bought it. <laughs> Smart to do that. And then, and then when I got it, I was talking with somebody else, and well, it was international stacker, and he's like, "Dude, don't do it." eBay. I had never done it before. I, I learned a lot about eBay, and I flipped it, made seven hundred bucks. So that's a rare thing for me to do. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat, but I, I, I just, that, my nerves, dude, that, that was, <laughs> I was nervous, you know? I mean, that's tough. You got to have to, you got to have the stomach for it. You got to be young. And I think, and to really know your stuff, to be able to be buying up all this silver and, or platinum or palladium or gold even, and, and flip it. You got to know what you're doing. You yeah. Get- you know, that, that's something that's kind of crossed my mind. So if I buy Eagles, if I buy a, a lot of the relatively low premium government minted stuff or generic or whatever, and let's say I want to sell it at some point, I have a couple easy avenues I have, you know, online, you got a local coin shop and you have, uh, 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 so online to dealers and then things like through, through Facebook. So there's a lot of reputable um, buyers and sellers through there. Uh, but but what about when you get into the like more numismatic realm? Like, what if you buy something that you know is worth a lot, but you just? For me personally, I, I don't sell on eBay. I just I never have. I, I'm not a flipper. I'm not somebody that sells on eBay really. And so, like, what if I want to sell something for like a, a decent profit because now the 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 premium has gone up by so much, um, but I don't have an eBay account. Like, or, or, or I don't have any re- reputation on it. You know, I don't have a show. I was talking about precious. Yeah, I, I just sold a PlayStation 4 yesterday afternoon on eBay for 75 bucks uh, profit. So I sell stuff on eBay, but precious metal stuff, that, that, that's, that scares me. Um, I, I do buy, I, well, whatever. Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, I, I, I like it. It's, it's still so funny when, when I get comments because I'll be talking in one of my videos about like look at these great deals on eBay or I'll talk about like how I like to buy an eBay uh, fair amount and whatever. And it's funny, even to this day, you have people commenting like, why would you ever buy an eBay? You're just asking to buy fake precious metals. And I'm just like, no, that's not how it is at all these days. All right. So that's one thing that's changed over the last five months for me. I had a strategy where I would just completely avoid eBay for purchasing precious metals. I just signed up for eBay bucks two weeks ago. I just purchased my first quarter ounce Canadian maple leaf, a gold maple leaf for under spot. It's showing up tomorrow. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And it was from a reputable online dealer. So it wasn't, you know, some Joe Schmo. It was, you know, yeah. Atmex or something. So, so you really can do it, but you got to be really careful. That, that's changed for me. I learned yeah. something. How do they I, think it, I think it matters what you're that. buying. Whoa. That was crazy. Everyone talked at once. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. How do you make any money doing that? Because, I mean, I've done eBay in the past, but the fees are astronomical. Last time I calculated it, it's like 25% they take from you. And that's, you know, not I, I only say, eBay fees. That's like transaction fees in regards well, to like uh, payment like, processing. Yeah. I'm guessing volume. That'd be my guess is high volume. And then those eBay bucks or like the coupons, or whatever it's, it's eBay that takes that hit and not the seller. That'd are be you, my guess. But are you talking about the sell or the buy? 
the sell. They so sell. people selling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, they do take a cut. You know, they'll take ten percent and yeah. I think eBay takes ten percent and PayPal takes five yep. percent. Yeah. Yep. You you got to factor that in and sell for high enough to make a profit. I I personally like Facebook Marketplace a lot better for local for, for local sales. I've sold a lot on Facebook Marketplace, but eBay sometimes you have to do it that way. eBay is um, the only thing I use. I mean, because I don't have you know access to a local coin shop. I'm kind of stuck here, so. I do right. all my stuff over eBay. I got two of those uh, Ghana Silver Leopard ones that were misminted with the, the wrong value on them. 60 bucks. The last time I saw one on eBay was 175 Wow. Wow. I haven't seen any on there in, in months. <laughs> I don't know no, how it's not, done. Not, I, not I've never bought anything ones. on eBay. I don't think I will. Oh. If you with eBay bucks, I know, and and I've been resisting this for a while now, and everybody keeps telling me, Yankee, you gotta do it. I'm like, no, no, that's for no, no. So I finally got in there, and what happens is every so often they'll do a 15% deal with eBay bucks, and you'll earn eBay bucks on top of that. So the deal hit. I saw it in the community. People suddenly start sending stuff around. You go to the link, you check it out. It's a reputable place. And like I said, I got it for for under spot at the time. It was like uh, I don't know three hundred and eight dollars for a quarter ounce, and it was under spot. So I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, well, I mean that's I mean Blade Doctors here says eBay is like buying from a dark alley, but it's not. I mean you said you bought that from Atmex. My <laughs> yeah. when, when I was maybe like ten years ago, like I remember back then, but like today, like. 15 yeah. years ago, but right. like today, like I, like I was talking about earlier, I bought, what was it? $10 face value of, of, uh, you know, 90% coins. Uh, it was quarters that they ended up delivering. It was from AppMax. It was no different than buying through their website. And I got it for like a dollar, some under spot. Like it's. Yeah, I know. I, I it's crazy. I, it is crazy. And, and I do like still buying directly from like, uh, I'm a big JM bullion guy. I, I like their e-check. I, I like buying it direct, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sold now. I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'll let you know if, if I do more. <laughs> See, have you noticed any other questions in the chat, Yankee? Because I know you've been scanning it. <laughs> you know, I uh, there was one up here. Um, is it safe to get intoxicated while holding your... No, no knife. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Where did, we, where did we just go? I know, right? Question: <laughs> You wanted us to do that. Uh, is it safe to get intoxicated while holding your credit no. card? No. You get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh man, um, shoot! I almost copied that too. If you have questions that haven't been answered, feel free to punch it in there. <laughs> I do want to uh, give a shout out to Ben Frank. He was asking if um, any of us would tra- trade in our precious metals for like land. And I would definitely do that. I wouldn't trade in everything for land, but I'm in the position where I'm looking to get property or a house or something. So I would definitely do that. But I wouldn't be spending, you know, half the stack on uh, buying property because I do have family that have property, but I would definitely do it. You know, uh, Matt, I promise I'll be good. But can I just say this one thing? Go for it. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) I think you're spot on, Sam. I think it's important to look at real estate because that's another tangible asset, something that you can really hold. I looked at it carefully about 10 years ago and I and I wanted to be a landlord or at least I thought I wanted to be one. 
And I just have such a busy life. I have so many things that I'm doing. My work is pretty intense and having three kids, it wasn't a good fit for me. But private mortgage lending was, you might wanna check into that if you have uh, money where you can actually be the bank, if you will, and, and loan with property that is behind the loan, fully collateralized, it's another option. So that's it. Oh, interesting. Well, it's yeah, good information. I do it a lot, and and I'm not going to spend any more time <laughs> on Matt's channel talking. About yeah, it. well, no, it's it, you know, it, it, no, in all seriousness, if you want to learn more about it, you've made some videos about it, I believe, right? And yeah, I have a playlist on my on my channel. You can check yeah, it out. and that's a yeah, uh, it's it, what it, in some ways the you have to some extent the passive income of right. of. Um, being a landlord, except the fact that being a landlord is not very passive. A lot of I don't. Time. I don't get three a.m. phone calls about stopped up toilets and roofs that are leaking. I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't want it. Right. Well, there at least where I live, there are companies that will manage your rentals for about ten percent. That's pretty good. Mine's a little higher up where I'm at. About twenty. Like twenty. Yeah, twenty. Ouch. <laughs> I looked at it. Oh, I I was. I had the company all squared away. I was ready to buy my first property, and it was just, I could tell it wasn't going to be, I mean, yeah, I'd have the equity, I'd have the property, but I love being able to loan it and get a fixed rate. I know I'm going to get it every single month. It's a check. It's like a rental check. And then I'm done. I'm done with, I don't have to deal with the property. But anyway, all right, I'm done. I was going to say something. Oh, uh, oh, so what do you what are your guys' thoughts on mining stocks the silver and gold mining stocks i'm all for ag uh you know i had um i actually bought ag uh what was it um the 31st and i saw such a run-up on it um i actually sold it off because i was like this went too high too fast and i'm just going to take the profits and go but um when the oh, market's buddy. open tomorrow I'm definitely going to buy it again. <laughs> By the way, he's referring to a first that's, majestic, which is, uh, right. yeah. If, if you guys watch enough here on YouTube, that's um, the company that's run by uh, Keith Neumemeyer, who, or whatever, that, that does quite a bit of uh, interviews and, and speaking engagements. He's I'm a, all about it. I just hope that uh, they don't bankrupt him. No. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, it's a good company. Yeah. You know, for for me, when it comes to mining stocks, especially silver, I guess I'm not as familiar with gold. You know, there's some because this is something I've been more recently kind of been interested in looking at some different ones out there, um, and it's always just seems so not I shouldn't say fraught with risk, but there's always risk. So, for an example, uh, one that I was looking at recently was uh, uh, Fresnillo. Um, looks like Fresnillo, but I'm assuming it's it's like a Spanish or whatever. But um, they uh, had recently acquired. Uh, what was it? It's the um, es es Escobal mine, I think it's called, in, in Guatemala. It's uh, actually, up until very recently, was the largest uh, silver producing mine in the world. It was like 20 million ounces a year. It was massive. And, and then it got shut down because of um, some uh, disagreements between the, the company and, and uh, uh, was it Guatemala or Nicaragua? Either way. Um, but, but it, it, they bought it up and, 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 you know, then you look at some of these other first majestic, for example, um, a lot of their, their, uh, uh, mines are in, in Mexico. Um, and then there's a lot of other ones, uh, in, in various other, you know, Peru or, or I think, uh, uh, 
Boliv- Bolivia, I think might be another big silver country in, in Central or South America. Um, and, and I guess my thought always is just like, what if, you know, if, if I'm buying this mining stock because I think silver and gold are going to go up, and I think if I think silver and gold are going to go up because of major financial turmoil around the world, what is that? I mean, what is Mexico's political system? What is their economy going to look like uh, after a, a, a full-blown financial crisis, another one, or or uh, maybe a currency crisis of the peso? You know, what if what if the dollar gains way too much strength and, and what happens in, in Argentina or what happened in Turkey um, happens in Mexico. You know, what what's going to happen then for First Majestic or, or some of these other big mining stocks? Um, and then the other hand of it is like, or the other side of it is like, oh, they have a bunch of mining compl- uh, claims and, and, and uh, mines in, in uh, the U.S. or Canada. Like, I, I hardly see that as a better situation either. Like, it just, I don't know. It's, it's a, there's risk with that type of stuff, I guess. Well, indeed, but you got to keep in mind that uh, we've been doing business with Mexico forever. Like, there's never been a point in time where we've closed the border off so much that we haven't been able to transact goods at all. Oh no, I I agree. I guess I just wonder, like, what if? Um, so, so uh, I'll give you an example. I was talking to, um, I guess I I, I don't know. If, he, he's public on that. I won't say his name, but he's a, he's a big guy that I've interviewed in the past in his channel. And, and uh, he was, he was talking about Mexico in particular. And he says, you know, in his opinion, if things keep heading in this direction, um, not too far from the future, Mexico is going to look a lot like Venezuela. Uh, and I was like, wow, but, but um, I guess some of the parallels he brought up were, were pretty interesting. Uh, and I just wonder how, some of those uh, mines will fare in that type of situation, regardless of if the, bo- if the border and if uh, the trade agreement is, is in place. That's a good point. Uh, I have a question for you, Sam, too. In the last few weeks, have you noticed that the mining stocks were going down while the actual spot prices were going up? I noticed a little bit of volatility. I mean, I don't buy AG based on the silver price necessarily, I did notice a disconnect because typically speaking, when the spot price of silver goes up, AG goes up more, Mm -hmm. right? That's just what we've seen in the past. But it seems that as of December, it's just been kind of like, um, kind of fuzzy, you know, where you don't, you don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, I think some of the mining stocks are looking forward thinking or they're, 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 they're looking at what, what they believe could happen, the demand, uh, interest rates, that type of thing, where I think spot can sometimes be disconnected from that. And I had a little bit of right. a concern. It makes me wonder that disconnect if um, it's just more of the, the thinking that, you know, things are going to go really well in the short term. And that's why the mining stocks are dropping. Right. Is is jittery a good word for it? For the what's happening with the mining stocks in December? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, anyways, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow morning. I'm going to be up bright and early, and I'm going to keep an eye out on that because I <laughs> I wanted to uh, buy some AGs for, for the new year, and I saw it go up like 20 cents, and I sold it for a profit. <laughs> and so I guess I have the money, but I don't have the stock. So... Cool. I'm going to see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, well, do you guys invest in the mining stocks at all? None. I don't. None. I'm all alone here. Okay. 
that's depressing. <laughs> I, I, I like my physical. I like my physical stuff. So, oh, hey, there we go. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> you just turned on my camera remotely. I did not expect you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you asked. So. Little, bling, little bling, a little eye candy for you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do want to say one thing. I actually won. This is the biggest giveaway win I've ever gotten. Five. Five Somali elephants, if I can actually show them. I can't believe it. Five of them from uh, Regal Stacker in the UK. Wow. So I'm, I am considering flipping a few of those, so, especially if you get them for nothing. So you can yeah. Turn, you can turn Where, where's Santa Baggins? Santa Baggins, his hat has been retired. So here's here's oh. here, here's, bag, here's the Baggins bar. I don't do bars much, uh, but here's the number two Baggins bar. So, anyways, and this I, my son bought me this for Christmas. Little Stacks got me that. I'm I, I couldn't believe it. He worked with that without. It's so adorable. That's cute. <laughs> All right, now you can turn the camera off, Matt. <laughs> and what and your microphone? Okay. Oh man! Yeah, Ooh. you know we were discussing before you got on here that uh, you were counting all your gold coins um, before yes. entering the chat, and it looks like it was true. No, I wasn't. This is set up for. <laughs> we're 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 talking about like security here and safes and stuff, and in reality, there's a room in Yankee's house where it's just like the table, with just his entire medals just laid out for the taking. No Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the right price, I have his address. Is any 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 takers? Okay. Any takers in chat? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We've traced his IP address to his house. Oh my word! Trust that. <laughs> uh, oh man! Bogus Fiat, you have the number one Baggins bar. Uh-huh. Impressive. He does. He's, he paid a pretty penny for that bar, I must say. Oh, man. Do we have any other... He got, inter, he got an international stacker to, to bow out, so I think that pretty much says it all. Big time. That does. Uh, what's? Oh, yeah. What, um, Dale Cunningham, you said $200 a week. What was that in reference to? Oh, so he asks, how often do you buy metals weekly to average price out? Or uh, For me personally, it's usually monthly. Sometimes more often, but usually about once a month. Mm -hmm. Same. Although I did have, uh, you know, I try not to be too opportunistic because I'll get carried away. So I really try to stick to the budget. It's tough when somebody reaches out to you and says, I'm selling my entire constitutional stack for melt. For you not to go, uh, well, let me check the cushions. You know, it's yeah, it's tough. it's tough, but you gotta you gotta stick to it because it can get crazy if you if you don't. Wait. Well, do you see any other questions? I feel like this is kind of slowing down here. It is slowing down. How many people do we have in the chat? Anyways? So uh, we are at a little over 130 right now. You know, the peak that wow. I'm seeing was one. Let's see here. 160, I think, which is, I think, a record high for my channel. I mean, certainly in the last year or something like that. I think that's the highest I've ever gotten. That's, so. that's because of Brian. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that mountain, dude. Um, how many likes do you have? Because everybody needs to smash the like right know. now. 
Spat I'd have to open it up in my. <clears throat> yeah, they all. Yeah, I'll hit it. I haven't hit it yet after oh. two hours. <laughs> two hours, jeez. Wow. So yeah, so so you somebody brought up something about their spouses or 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 whatever, saying you know, uh, who was it that was questioning? Was it you, Brian, about about how much time you're spending on streams or something? Oh yeah, yeah, that was me for sure. Oh man, my wife came up and and I looked at her and she's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, it's not Friday. This isn't coast to coast stacking. I'm like, "Yeah." Um, I was asked to be in the stream, and she just shook her head and just walked down the steps. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, well, I, did, I did have a question for you. Just It's more in regards to the new uh, the International Silver Syndicate. I mean, how is that going? How has the response been? And what, what feedback, if any, have you received on uh, oh, how is that going yeah, with MK so, Bars? Good yeah. question. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was off to a bit of a rocky start because, unfortunately – I didn't get it so much on my channel, but there was a fair amount of, I guess, divisiveness here in this uh, community, which is not something you see often. But, but uh, that aside, um, I think it's been going pretty well. I mean, I uh, unfortunately haven't really made my quota of videos to kind of promote it. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with what, again, I don't talk about it a ton, but it's usually in the description just about every one of my promote videos. Go yeah, ahead. promote it. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> So, so basically, it's a partnership with MK Bars. He is uh, created a subscription program for uh, limited mintage silver surrounding various YouTube channels. So, uh, I don't know if I can name them all off the top of my head, but there's mine. There's Silver Baggins, uh, Salivate Metal, uh, Silver Bean Counter, Backyard Bullion, um, and I know I'm missing one or two. Uh, Canadian Silver Stacker, Losing yep. Louie. Yep. Yep. And is that it? And did you say silver bean counter? Oh, yeah. No, I said him. Yeah. yeah and I, silver bag, as you mentioned. So, silver uh, bag, yeah. Uh, and then myself. Yeah. I think I'm. Oh, yeah. yeah you. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so basically, how it works is you sign up at whatever level you want two ounces or four ounces or whatever the different levels are. And uh, you basically are signed up for that on a, on a monthly basis. So, that's, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool stuff. I mean, that's uh, as far as Silver Fortune poured bars. That's the uh, uh, first ones that have ever been made. Um, the only ones to have made been made to the state. So uh, definitely get in on that if you're interested in some higher premium stuff. I know some of you guys aren't. Uh, Yankee, he'd be a good example. Somebody that's not really into that, and I obviously I don't take any offense to that. But um, but for people that are into that type of stuff, um, but then again, so, I rule it out. Because again, it's artistic. If I if I want to buy something special for say my wife's our twentieth fifth anniversary, well, something. please don't buy her silver fortune bar. Well, I'm not going to try not. to buy my wife, but um, <laughs> for her, <laughs> but it is but it is the silver anniversary, and I did show her something that she went, ooh, it would not be the only thing. But anyways, my point was, well, it, it is an artistic type of 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 representation of precious metals. It's not bullion it's not stackable it, it, it's really for art i think y yank have you heard of uh manet mm -hmm. i sure have okay well that'd be a, i mean that'd be an excellent example of it's gorgeous it's, it's a 24 karat gold uh Where? apparently platinum as well yeah um which is yeah. is totally different than than the usual trend in, in jewelry which is you know 22 or whatever but it's 24 karat so it's uh 
and Matt, I think most of the negativity you're you're hearing about is coming from a very very small contingent. Very well, small. That's, yeah, and that's usually the case. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, shout out to Wolf and Sax. Is he in the chat here? Uh, somebody mentioned him. He's got a great channel. Yes, he does. That's yeah. Awesome. But I hear yeah, Sam has a great channel too. He does. He's such a yeah. kiss butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm going to be completely honest here. When I die and come back, I want to have Sam's life because the last couple months <laughs> of him driving around the country and going to these national parks and just, just kind of like exploring is just like, I'm like, when I retire, that's what I want to do. If that's I can a- ever retire, that's, that's like exactly what I want to do. I don't, I, that's why it's I stopped awesome. because I couldn't stay. I mean, him. look at how happy the guy looks. Here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, I'm just gonna gosh. keep that picture up there for a while. No, please don't. Great picture. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's um, been a great journey. You know, I've been working uh, my butt off. I had two jobs before we left, and I quit them both. Restored a trailer, and we we just left. I mean. At some point, you get sick of the rat race, and uh, we were working so hard to buy a home, and we saved up so much money to do so, and we just weren't able to. So, you know what? To hell with it. We're going to travel the USA, enjoy our life while we're, you know, in our 30s. She's actually not 30 yet, but uh, when she does, I'm going to remind her that she's halfway to 60. (laughs) uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, that that might be a mistake. You got some learning to do. Be prepared for the end of your life. <laughs> oh my word! So no, we're just jealous, dude. We really are. That that is a dream thing. I I, I just want to get to Yosemite. I, I'm like, oh my word. I would. That's love- the whole point of the uh, why I did videos. I want to inspire people to go do this. I you know, our my channel has absolutely zero direction. I don't even know what direction it has other than to inspire. And uh, it's about to end. I don't know what to do after that. Wow. It's all over. Did but, you like uh, the JMT, John Mears, John Mears Trail at all? What was the question? Did you hike the John Mears Trail in Yosemite? I don't know. In Yosemite? Yeah. Yosemite is a really big place. You know, even though we spent, uh, I think, about five days there, yeah. we went on as many trails as we could. But. So did. It's the oldest uh, trail. It's the, considered the most beautiful uh, trail in any national park in the country. So I bet you did. That it was amazing. Maybe, maybe. You know, I can't record everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to go back to your channel and what? <laughs> well, um, I think it might be time to call it a night here. What do you guys think? No. <laughs> no, I mean, by, by all means, I could just like leave this window open, and you guys can talk until you know the wee hours of the morning. Uh, I can't. Uh, do I do have to be at work in about seven hours, so I gotta go back work. to work. I'm not. Looking. I wish I knew what work felt like. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, we need to end this. <laughs> uh, well, um, let me think here. I'm trying to think. So a couple. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any more than just one announcement that I can jam in here at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, uh, as many of you guys know, I have kind of a big moment coming up here in my life. Mm-hmm. Any, any, anybody guess? Anybody know? January 19th? Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> due date. Yeah, yeah. 
so uh that's cool january 19th huh yes yes um so that's coming up here so uh i guess it changes for the channel basically time i'll probably be taking some time off so um i didn't die i'm not missing or anything like that it's just i'll be taking you know in all honesty i'll probably make videos ahead of time you know there was a um a dave a different dave a david T who had uh he's he's a patron and he I, I contacted me he said no you know I, i'm busy but uh he'd actually left a great question to to make a video on so that type of stuff you know i'll probably be putting some videos out just kind of set them to publish but but yeah otherwise um that's uh so i mean by all means um i guess keep us in your prayers and, and your thoughts and uh as far as i know i mean i have i have no reason to think anything it would go in any direction, but but uh, smoothly and, and everything. But uh, are you going to tell us anything more? Do you know if it's a boy or girl? It, it, yes, it is a girl. So it's going to be our second one. Um, in the name, uh, Galilee. So Galilee. I can spell it in the chat. It's uh, yeah, let's see if I can spell it right. Another stacker is born, says Ben Franco G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that'd be Galilee and then the uh, Finley. That's our first one. Beautiful. She's, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I could try and take credit, but that's mostly my wife. So. That's a great name. <laughs> but uh, so that's a big deal. So excited for that. Um, other than that, not a whole lot else going on at. Silver Fortune, I guess, kind of plugging away. Um, yeah, is anything anybody else starting something new this year uh, for their their channel or for anything else related to stacking or precious metals or anything? I'm kind of like Sam. I don't really don't. I mean, as far as my channel goes, there really is no direction there. Um, I just try to, you know, talk about what I like to talk about and what I think is interesting, and I think uh, if people like it, they'll. You know they'll watch if they don't then it's still something that i can do and maybe just use it as a as a me- method of you know just see how i've changed or as time goes by because i don't know i maybe you know you guys that have been doing videos for longer maybe you know i'm just just question do you guys go back and watch and you know say hey you know i've really changed my mind as far as this goes or i've you know moved on to this and i really don't feel this way anymore i mean is, is has that happened with you guys at all i don't think so uh no no. No, you didn't Yankee, you didn't start your channel as something and then it changed later? No. Has it always been It really fun? has. I, I, it, <laughs> it it really is fun. I've had to learn how to get better at editing and producing and getting this stuff done quickly because I had a little um family chat, if you will, with the family going, "Okay, Yankee, uh, how are you fitting all this in with everything else? So I had to regroup and figure out how to schedule videos and do things at a specific time that fit the family. So that I learned. Uh, but no, it, it pretty it pretty much is what I started out doing, and I'm loving it very, very much. Yeah. This year, though, I am starting one thing new, and it's metal detecting. Oh. I got a metal detector for Christmas, a uh, Garrett ace 300 and i'm getting my son little stacks to do it too and we are going to start coin shooting and having a ball so i am looking forward to that wait 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 wait. so you don't have time to do videos but you have time to metal detect well i'm gonna have to forego other things in order to do the metal detect. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> like watching the Patriots win another Super Bowl or uh, <laughs> uh, did I say that out loud? Oops. <laughs> no, so they, that, they lost. <laughs> they lost the Lions, dude. Oh, come on. That, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that is doing something with my family, specifically my 14-year-old son. I see that as doing something with with him rather than squirreling myself off upstairs doing this. So I got uh, very good. I, I very good. Yankee, you, you need to find a time to make more puppet shows because those are awesome. Like there's no other way to say it. Like it's just <laughs> it's I lost I lost a few I lost a few subscribers over that. There's day. no way. <laughs> good riddance. I don't care. It was fun. <laughs> oh, man. I, I act like a kid a lot. My kids think I'm a kid half the time. So, you know, until I tell them, you know, they need to clean up the room or something, then I'm not a kid anymore. But, you know, I, I, it, they keep me young. This keeps me young. And I appreciate, Matt, you having me on. Really. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. It's, it's been a great, great time. Yeah. You know, appreciate uh, coming up. I, I, yeah. I was, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, it's, I mean, this channel wouldn't be the same using it, uh, uh, creating videos and, and, and whatnot um, without, you know, the, the relational aspect of it. If it was all just the numbers and all just the markets and that's, that, that can get dull, but, but it's, you know, the people there that, that, you know, I'm at the end of the day going to remember. And, and, you know, unfortunately, and this is, this is like a, a humble brag, but, you know, as my, my channel has grown, you know, I was thinking today, like, it, that's great and all that's kind of like my goal but it's nice to it, it's harder because then it's you have so many more comments and so many more people and stuff and it's it's hard to be relational with everyone out there you know you guys are, are some of the people that i've um gotten to know over the last you know six to nine months or whatever but sometimes i'm like wow do i have room for all these new people that are always coming in and all these these people commenting and 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 uh asking questions and whatnot um so it's kind of the the again humble brag and the the upside and kind of the downside of it all but but really having you guys around is is huge uh and as i said earlier you guys have been um um, uh, very influential as as well as just supportive in in kind of my my personal growth and my growth here on youtube so uh thanks for for coming out for this and thank you for uh always just kind of offering that support oh Oh, thank you and also a shout out to everyone in the chat too i mean Everyone in the chat is very much a part of this more than we are, by all oh. means. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so these names, uh, I, uh, Eli, always commenting, uh, and, and I apologize if I don't name your name, but Dusty Rhodes is always commenting on different stuff. Um, I feel like Dale Cunningham's around a lot. The Mailman, uh, who has his own channel, and we're trying to get him over 100 subscribers today. Uh, so subscribe to him. Um, yeah. And so many other ones on here. Uh that, that have probably no longer uh, no longer in the chat right now because they've, they've since left but um, yeah you guys are you guys are the the real MVPs I appreciate you saying that appreciate but it's, that. it's 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 great you know great everything you put out there I mean I just personally um, I've been very much educated and there's a lot of things that I know today that I wasn't even aware of a year ago and a lot of it is you know not just to your channel but you know yankees channel and a lot of other great channels that are out there in this community and uh you know if you guys are in the chat and watching uh you know thank you for that as well uh because it's you, you guys have made my life better and i think it, my life will be better years to come for now uh from this youtube community and i'm um, just it's you know i'm a very small part of it but it's just it's just great to be at any level be a part of this is just completely awesome 
it, it stuns me just how supportive, how caring. Uh, when people reach out to help others, like I'm, I'm going to be doing a stream on Friday and the co-host that I have on there is going to be, uh, you know, we're doing a fundraiser for someone in need, you know, just lost his job. It's, it's amazing. The giving, the support. I, my 14-year-old son just looks at me and like, Dad, this is not like any other community on YouTube. Trust me. It is amazing. <laughs> it's like we're all adults here. I mean, with the exception of, of your son and whatnot. But, you know. <laughs> at times. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, you know what I mean? Like it, like you're talking about, we were talking about earlier, the, the few divisive people. But that's what a lot of YouTube is. It's just, it, yeah. it, has, it, it has a terrible reputation for the comment section. And yet, that's just not it's not a big part of what it is here in this community. You're right. You're right. It's amazing. But all right. Anyways, I'm going to have to get some beauty rest for the next, I don't know. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a full hour later out there, isn't it? Um, it's 11 of six. Yeah. Sam, I guess it's what, what are you Pacific? Yeah. So, uh, I'm in Santa Cruz enjoying the sweet, nice weather. Oh, here we in go. California uh, here. <laughs> any guesses as to what the temperature is right now in uh, Duluth, Minnesota? Let me check I'll go with 11 degrees. What's that? 11 degrees. Any other guesses? I was going to say 13. 20. Five. 20. Five. Negative two. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my life right now. That was a that's hard man. about a about a foot of snow in last week, and then the the wind chills in the negative thirties on top of that. But screw that! Wow, <laughs> Richard, you're in what Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. It's uh, it, I, yesterday I went to go um, what was that? I didn't move some. I had to move my my cars to uh, shuffle them out and everything to to so that we can um, plow out the driveway. And I came in, my hands just, some of you guys in Northern climates can relate to this. Hands just like hurt and like they itch and, and my fingers look like sausages, like, cause they get weird. Like I can't even explain. It just gets so cold, but, oh, man. but it's what you live with. But uh, yeah. You poor man. Well, it was about 65 today in Santa Cruz and uh sunny weather and a light breeze. Oh, boy. <laughs> Other than there, <laughs> that's awesome. Osros asks whose channel is the one traveling. Sorry, I just I just muted Sam after that little last. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Of a gun. Could you? Could you? There we go. Okay, you're fine. Oh wait, wait. Oh, how do I throw your channel in there, Sam? Unsubscribe. There unsubscribe. He's back now. <laughs> Everyone, unsubscribe right now. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great. Point. Um, yeah, two more channels to throw in there if I can. But uh, unless you guys want to comment mm. them in the yeah, the time of dreaming, I got La Plata Peak. I'll throw in La Plata Peaks. Okay, okay. It's great. I'll get the other one then. Huh? <laughs> everybody <laughs> put in everybody else's. That's it. <laughs> I can't uh, type in the chat. I think uh, Yankee probably banned me for some reason. He doesn't like my channel very much. Oh, <laughs> this won't let you, or oh man, there, yeah, it won't let me. Weird. Won't? All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can find yours. Wow. No, I, I, I don't. I can't find yours, man. I'm sorry. See what I'm saying? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, Richard, sorry. 
Richard, so uh, email me. Go to my channel, email me, and I'll send you a graphics card that you desperately need uh, in about a week. <laughs> in about a week. No, before we went well, live, it, Sam, uh, <laughs> that was so funny. Sam was giving me a hard time. He said, I, 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 I subscribed to your channel, and then I immediately unsubscribed from it. Yeah, it was like less than 24 hours. Like, I see a pop-up that says Yankee Stock, and it subscribed to your channel. I'm like, oh, great. And then, like, you unsubscribed right after that. And I was like, what the heck is this? It <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I'll make it all right. It's like, I, I think it was because it's like I was you jealous. hate me. No, I was jealous, man. <laughs> you traveled all over the place to, to, to national parks that I only dream of. I'm kidding. <laughs> You saw my like forty-two subscribers, and he got like intimidated or something. This is a threat. I will. I'm gonna resubscribe. I promise. But anyway, this community is awesome. Awesome. We yeah. all love each other. Yeah, we do. So, oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Brian's coming in to say, yeah, we all love each other, right? <laughs> Hug it out. All right. You should right. show up now. So I approved your comments. So, so no, I mean like, oh, you're, so they won't ever get sent to spam. I did them comment. And then I also added you as a moderator. So you should be good now. I don't know. I, I threw in, I threw in, uh, uh it's not working. I don't know. Oh, oh well. Uh, and what is the name of it? Spell, tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll throw it in. What's the name? Sam? Oh, of the channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I already, I already commented. Threw it in there. Oh, you threw it in? Yeah. Good. I guess. I'll well, go. well. Anyways, I should probably get going because my wife was listening and she maybe, maybe not, but she's uh, I'm guessing Finley's asleep by now. So, anyways. Yep, I'm gonna bail. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate All it. All right, see you around. Take care. Take Bye, care, everybody. everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye, us. Yankee. Thank you so Bye -bye. much. Bye. See you around. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. Bye. Yep. See you guys. Good night, Plata.